Another great show. Nailed it. We're the best. Boom. We're the Just best. Nailed the award. No one, no one is better than us. <laughs> Take it up your ass, Mark Marin. That's what I say. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm a robot that has swallowed the soul of Ian Boothby. <laughs> and I am an analog device that... Uh, I can even think... A rotary phone! That's what I meant to say. Gosh oh, are you? It. Are you a rotary phone? Oh, I'm a rotary phone who swallowed the soul of David Dedrick, but... Ah. You know. Nice. If I, was really I, a, if I was really a rotary phone, I would know what I was called, though. So, I see, I just gave away the whole game. Gosh, I don't think rotary phone, phones are self-aware. Well, this one is, because he's a soul-swallowing rotary phone. Mm-hmm. So, but ipso facto, you know, whatever that means. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I've been uh, doing the Jimmy Carr uh, t- a tiny quiz every every day. Do you do that at all? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? No. Okay. Well, there's a uh, a thing Jimmy Carr, this comedian, does called the Big Quiz, and uh, I do so know that. He's been, I do know that. Yeah. Big quiz. So every day uh, he's been doing like a little pub quiz that's ten questions. And uh, and it's been it's been pretty good. You can look at it on YouTube. It's fun. He does it in England, like I think at uh, at seven o'clock, I think, and then like two hours later, he gives the answers. And okay. so you know, you go check those out. It's fun. But one of the questions that he asked was, if you take all the numbers on a on a telephone, like could be a rotary phone or push sure. button phone, yeah, and you multiply them all together, what do you get? Uh, multiply all the numbers together, you get the same number only backwards. Ah, well, there you go. That's, that's not true whatsoever. I don't know. <laughs> if you think about it for a second, you can figure it out. Oh, I guess if, if there's a zero, you're including the zero, yeah. so then you get zero. That's right. Ah, right. I so wasn't sure. Always, I wasn't sure if they were using the zero. It always starts with something like that, and then it uh, goes to something musical, which I'm thinking Dave would like. Mm. And then it, uh, it, the last five questions are usually something to do. Well, if they're geography, it's annoying. <laughs> they, uh, they have a uh, rhyming geography so they'll show like two uh places in the world and they rhyme and you've got to go it's from this to this so oh wow. you know from you know, i uh, sound like so it's like from cuba to aruba that okay. kind of thing um from iceland to viceland exactly to the uh yeah to the magazine viceland and the tv series viceland yes exactly yeah it's a vice magazine but it's viceland the tv series fair but, enough and it's, vi- and, it's and viceland, viceland the, the island uh, that's right, and it's Viceland. The TV series is the one that's green, and Green Acres is the TV series full of ice. I think that's how that works. So all a rhyme. You made it rhyme so so nicely. Yeah, they're all clever and fast, and it's all done in five minutes. So there you go. So it's 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 worth it's worth checking out, and it's the kind of thing that you go like, oh, more people should do this kind of thing. It's fun. I always do badly at music quizzes because I, even though I know a lot about certain elements of music i don't know anything about popular music so right they'll, they'll play like you know someone i don't know who like the real statics <laughs> well that's a good example but they're kind of obscure too but they're obscure in a way that I, I just i never was a fan so so we used to go to a pub quiz and one of the quiz masters was just to explain to people how that hilarious inside joke worked uh was that one of the one of the guys who did the quiz was this major real statics fan who's this kind of like a canadian actor from toronto and um yeah he would almost every quiz he would somehow <laughs> find a way of shoehorning in a real statics question and eventually we just kept saying the real statics even though he gave up on that at some point but then he would he went 
you know, into sort of obscure sort of hip hop route as well. And like, I, I am lost there. So yeah, it was just a, yeah, I just, I just terrible. I mean, you know, I know people didn't believe me, but I, I really have never heard that. What's that? We were talking about a song by um, Wham. It was like a Christmas mm-hmm. song that you didn't like because it was right. Last Christmas. Last Christmas, yeah. And I was like, "There's no way, David has never heard. La- I've never heard Last Christmas. I mean, I've heard it now because I lis- I listened to it intentionally. To me, it, it, I feel like so you've never shopped in a mall. Well, I have. Like, if you walk into any mall mm-hmm. at Christmas, that is that is just full on on constantly. It's like going. I've never heard Monster Mash. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, I could. <laughs> well, how did you not go outside? Yeah, like, but how is this possible? I mean, it's. Po- I mean, it's possible that it was playing. It's just that. I don't really listen to that. I don't really listen to the music. Like I'm, I'm a, I don't know how I'm able to like kind of blank out extraneous noise out of my mind. So, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this actually reminds me of something where like this week, um, sadly, John prime passed away. Yes. And, uh, it's, it's, it reminded me of, uh, when Kurt Cobain died in that, uh, uh, much like Kurt Cobain, I had no idea who this person was. (laughs) And yet, yeah. apparently, they influenced everybody, and everyone knew them. Yeah. And there's this amazingly famous person, and then every time someone goes, and of course, this was one of uh, their most famous songs that everyone knows, yeah. and they play the song, and they're like, nope. And I, and of course, it's almost as famous as this song. Play that song. Uh-uh, not at all. <laughs> and I just feel so mandela Like, I feel sad <laughs> that this obvious this man who everyone loved uh, you know, uh, passed away too soon from this stupid disease. But uh, I, I don't know who it is. So I was going to like turn to you and just go, Dave, who, who is this? Do, are you familiar with John Prine? Well, I'm familiar with John Prine. I'm not actually a huge fan of John Prine. And I feel like... It doesn't matter to him anymore. I know. He's he's okay with it. He was okay with it at the time as well. I told him that to his face. I did not. I've never mm-hmm. met him. I've never met him. I've never met the man. But it's a sad part is that he died in his prime. But the... Or was that too soon? Wow! Too soon for this sort of thing. I'm sorry. Wow. If, <laughs> the, wow. <laughs> there's no... There's no stopping my inappropriateness. Sure. Um, he... Uh, and I feel like, you know, it's one of those things where someone passes away and, of course, people want to say something about them. And so they kind of exaggerate them because I don't know that he was that uh influential i mean maybe he was but honestly i've lived you know a long time and i've listened to music for a long time and and i've heard a little bit by him i'm not i'm not like a kind of fan of the sort of music he he played but i don't know i just like storytelling music it seemed like uh, when i when i did hear the songs i thought oh this sounds very uh, of course he doesn't sound like him but it sounds kind of like a bit tom waitsy you know it's that kind of thing like people Mm. who really like him really like him yeah yeah Exactly uh, right. Know, know the the one thing uh, that kind of did choke me up was I was watching Colbert earlier this this week and they showed a clip when he was on the show and it was a clip that they'd never aired before. Oh, okay. And it, was just, it was one of the two of them singing together mm-hmm. and and it was from you know a couple of years ago I think and and Colbert says okay so we're doing this for the internet maybe you know what if something goes terribly wrong in the world. And uh, people need to feel better. Then we'll put it up. How about that? Wow. <laughs> and just the, the two of them sang the song. It was like, oh, geez, <laughs> there's the there's the right intro for this. Holy moly! Yeah. 
Yeah, and then uh, yesterday they had uh, someone who he'd worked with and was a fan of his played one of his songs as well, and it was very, it was very touching. But I, I I did feel bad in that, like, oh wow, I think that I'm very pop culture aware. Yeah, but uh, yeah. apparently there's uh, some big holes, and that was uh, that was one of them. Yeah, he's just someone who's kind of flown. I mean, you know, he's kind of like he's kind of like JJ Kale. Which again? Yeah, I, like if I said, but then if I said I to know, you. So that's a person who wants you to bring him pictures of vegetables, like a salad. <laughs> right? That's right. That's exactly right. But if I if I, I went pictures of spider plants. But then if I went do 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 do, if I started playing that song for you, okay. right? Do 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 do. You know that went cocaine or whatever that. Which sure. we that's JJ Kale. So then you go oh that and then. There's other Eric Clapton was a big fan of his, and he often covered J.J. Kale songs. And so, even though you don't know who J.J. Kale is, and but you he's kind of he's sort of in in the culture, but you don't necessarily know. I think kind of John Prine sort of fell into that kind of place as well. That musicians knew who he was; they appreciated his his uh you know his ability to write write very good songs. But he never was like a mass market or even like a medium market. Uh, draw i don't think i think he just appealed to a to a particular constituency sort of who like i don't even know what kind of, i don't know how to describe the music that he played roots music maybe it's kind of i'm not the right person to ask it kind of draws from kind of folk and blues and, and a little bit of kind of early rock and roll maybe country in there as well kind of a a mishmash of all those sort of things but uh yeah but of course it's super sad that he's that he's died i mean it's so ridiculous and then of course adam, adam schlesinger from fountains of wayne and um and the musical director from Saturday Night Live also passed away. Yeah, yeah Hill Wilner. Yeah, yeah, who did that fabulous show Night Music in the in the. 90s. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was a great, great show. Like f- for people who loved music, that was that was like the the greatest show you could ever like have. It's too bad it only lasted a short time. It was hosted by David Sanborn, the saxophone player. Oh yeah. And they would have like guests on of all kinds of crazy. From all, from everywhere, you know. So that the one I remember is Loudon Wainwright the third singing mm-hmm. with David Thomas from Per Ubu, the uh, punk punk band. Per like so they're like night music, which is like combine like acts together in a weird way, and then you'd be like, I, I don't even know what's going on. But it was such a great song, like like it just worked, you know, like because they're talented musicians and they're working together. And that was the first time I saw Dan Hicks and his Hot Licks was on there, <laughs> and yeah, it was just like amazing show because it was just so it was so out there like you know it was if you watch it you're like well no wonder this show didn't last but at the same time like to get exposed to someone like roland kirk for the first time and it was just a great a great show for a, you know someone in his late teens to watch it kind of came on i think it was on saturday nights it might have even been competing against saturday night live on another network i could oh, be okay. wrong i could be wrong there but it was literally night music it was like a, a it was like an after midnight show and uh yeah, it was very good. You're looking it up now, but yeah. I am. I know you can hear me. There's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> I I don't no. know if you're typing or tap dancing, but I. Uh, I was listen. just grinding my teeth. <laughs> okay. In, uh, in 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 anger. Be careful. There's too many things called night music. Let me just say here. There's there's film and theater. There's albums and songs, and now we got other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got nothing. I got nothing for night music for uh for for a TV show here on uh, Wikipedia. Hmm. Nice job. That's how obscure it was. I, I got the play night music. I got the, uh, the musical, a little night music. Yeah. Uh, and I got the adaptation of that. That's uh, basically, that's it. 
Yeah, it was just kind of a weird show. I mean, it would have like, yeah, it had the, would have the pixies on it. It would have the roaches on it. All in the same show. It was just kind of a, it's very eclectic and, 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 and out there. But very good. Just, you know, for someone like me who was a, was a weirdo, I was just like, this is right up my alley. Keep it coming. Oh, you canceled it? Shoot. <laughs> Too bad. But yeah. But then you'll uh, you'll always appreciate it. It's like it never got to the point where you're like, oh, it used to be so good. Yeah, then, that's right. Then it took a turn and yeah. no, it ended good. You remember it well and uh, and and that's a good thing. That's fine. That's right. Why we did... all moved we all moved on to other things and it was it was it was okay. Why did they get rid of David Sanborn and hire Randy Brecker? Exactly. That's... This is what I've been saying without knowing <laughs> what, what I'm talking about. <laughs> I got old LA Express. Exactly. Yeah. This, I don't yes. want to. I don't want to go down music doing music road with you because I I know that it's <laughs> it's it's a blank page. I felt bad the other day. Uh, I, uh, I saw you slough off your responsibilities. Yeah, our my, our friend uh, David Fine yeah. uh, did one of those ten albums that uh, influenced mm. you think. Yeah. Uh, one a day, and uh, yeah, and I just had to go. Ah, the music's not my thing. I'd be putting up really weird shit. <laughs> I'd be putting up like. Uh, that you're a good man, Charlie Brown soundtrack. Why not? <laughs> might be putting up uh, like a sound effects album. Sure, <laughs> but, but that's what? fine. Yeah, those are all things that have have impacted you musically and or as, sound, and sound as, effectly. And here's here's actually what it really was, though. Uh, was it was like, and just put up one a day for the next ten days. <laughs> and I looked at that and went, just like, <laughs> I can't make that kind of commitment. You might yeah. as well be asking me to marry you at this point. That's that's too much. I know. I could maybe put up like five albums like tonight and, and find find it right now but like one a day for oh dear dear lord no sir <laughs> yeah. what's 10 what's 10 days from now that's a year that's a year <laughs> from now but i Holy just moly. i started it today because i've had three well you because you you sort of nominated me by going let dave do it well it's and like then, it's cute. you would be good at it that's but, the thing but david had already nominated me the day before so ah whoopsie and then uh, a little while ago mary hook also nominated me and so i <laughs> i i'm gonna stop i have to stop dragging my feet and actually do it because yeah the same i did it i think last year i did it and i think i forgot a day i'm pretty sure i did i think i forgot i think i only did nine days out of, out of the ten because i forgot a day but that whatever I, did, I wasn't getting paid for it so it's okay that's my attitude <laughs> <laughs> not getting paid it's fine it's fine it's for yeah, facebook we, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I i got a little confused and i just dumped ice water on my head and i was like what <laughs> albums god damn it <laughs> it's all about that's right i should have i should have dumped that box of records on my head <laughs> the record bucket challenge yeah and it was like oh god damn it i'm trying to think of like bands with like ice in their name there's the one who like you know ice Ah, uh, what was their name well, trying to think of vanilla um, ice or or well, actual... Okay, that's good. Vanilla Ice is a good start. Okay. But there was band with ice. once again, I can only think of like I I can only think of old like I got I got one from bands. the eighties mm. that uh, that did whisper to a whisper to a scream. Oh yeah, yeah. Icicle works though. They're, they're... Icicle works. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Icicle works. Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Uh, that's a. <laughs> is there anyone go. with the name Chill? Is there a Chill thing? Is sure, there... Chilly Willy and the something or other. Yeah, Chili Willy and the big fat walrus. Wait, that's, <laughs> no, a that's a different. Chili Willy and the red hot peppers or something like that. Just some kind of yeah. band. Cool Modi. One of those. Uh, uh, one of those good time bands from the seventies. That... Anyway, we all tried our best there. Um, <laughs> we did our best. I uh, I, I want to uh, do a, a. First of all, let me just say to to the again. Uh, sorry about the people who passed away who 
have these uh, really intense uh, cult uh, following things and, and whatnot because uh i'm all for that because that's what we got too yeah so i'm yeah. i'm down with that like all the stuff that that we do is liked by a small amount of people but they they like it a lot and they're great so you know this is uh this is my, my world huh. um, i always think they put up with it but okay sure I, i'll t- i'll take that but i'm <laughs> i'm part of a, a podcast facebook group and uh one of the people on there was asking a question uh, about you know uh, how how uh, how things have been with the uh, you know this not quarantine but you know the isolation yeah. uh, thing with everybody and I uh, was saying how oh we we're getting uh, quite a few more uh, responses on our web page than uh, than we normally were and they were uh, what you get responses on your web page <laughs> it's just this thing of like oh yeah I guess I we take that for granted that people write to us mm. I, like, I don't because we went for like I don't know six months or something that went without a, without a nary a peep. Yep. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that because although maybe people went back, I can't remember now. It was a while, and then you went on um, Caustic Soda, and then oh, that was a long time. ago. I know, I know, but that, that was, was a very long time ago. Yeah, but that was and, what brought a lot of people people to us originally. And we had some nice uh, yappers. But where I was kind of going with this was, you know, I mentioned that you know we we do a question a week or two questions, and we get responses from people, and it was kind of like. A, a bit of a surprise it felt like to to, to <laughs> other podcasters like yeah. so people respond to you and i'm like yeah yeah they get back to us and they talk to us and uh, <laughs> sometimes they and then i and then i kind of went on a thing where it's like you know sometimes they send us cookies you know we've yeah. had that we've had people sending us stuff okay. uh and they and there's fan art we've had some beautiful fan art we've got like sculptures of the sneaky dragon in in uh, the sneaky dragon uh, hell kitty studios uh nina matsumoto did some beautiful fold-in art for one of our anniversary shows that was great. and i went and i went like oh yeah and damn it like we had a we, we had a song written uh so yeah. and so i put up a clip of our song and it was just like shit we got this is nice yeah it felt nice kind of you know try not to be braggy about it yeah. but, but it's more like look at all these people that are kind of you know uh with us and uh kind of wanted to brag about them and just go look at them they're, they're great yeah. ah, they're all amazing i hope you mentioned that i got sent sent shoes one time oh right you got sent shoes <laughs> yes so let's just good so for everyone we mentioned let's give a th- quick thank thank you pierce sarah uh nina and then chris yeah for everyone who who's... sent you shoes sorry who sent you shoes that was pierce Oh, and Gavin sent us Australian uh, oh, chocolate. Oh, Gavin sent us chocolate. Mick sent us some stuff. Yep. F- from Australia. We've had a couple of Australian... Uh, and I and I know how much that costs. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a didgeridollar. That's, too. Yeah, yeah, that's a, more, a couple of didgeridollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's wonderful. I, I don't take it for granted, by the way. <laughs> I think my lucky stars every day. That was just uh, throwing out a little thank you to uh, everyone out there. Yeah, I thought we weren't going to get any responses uh, this week because it was kind of getting up to yesterday. I was like, oh, well, I guess that's fine. And then today I looked at our page and was like, oh, we got a couple of, oh, nice. Yeah, oh, that came in. Yeah. And then uh, I saw that uh, someone responded to uh, a little note on our second episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nettie. Uh, Nettie. Little comp- yeah. Yes, I, I wrote back to her on, on the website. Just saying, is this what is the quarantine has driven you to? Listening to episodes <laughs> four hundred episodes ago, you're sitting down listening to. But I guess I guess it's a project. If you like the show, you could go back to the first few episodes and give it a listen. I 
Well, it's also going back to a time when we could go out for a meal. You know, it's like <laughs> it's it's a time where you can listen to people yeah. talk and not have them go, "How you doing? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? I, uh, uh, yeah, how you how are you for toilet paper? Pretty good. It's good stuff. <laughs> okay, uh, you got any yeast? <laughs> down yeast. Man, I read a fascinating article about toilet paper actually on the on the com- yep. on the computer. Oh, tell me about talking it. about why there's shortages. And it has nothing to do with hoarding, which I thought was very interesting. Oh, what's going on? Well, it's because we're all staying at home. People want to apply their trade? Well, because, okay, so there's two different streams of toilet paper. Okay. There's commercial toilet paper and there's residential toilet paper. There's quilty, bum-soft toilet paper, and then there's sandpaper that you get at your local gas station and restaurants and stuff like that. And so those are two different delivery systems, and they do not mix in the normal run of things. So what, you know, the the mill makes these giant rolls of, of you know, coarse toilet paper that gets sent off for commercial use. And that right. that is, you know, shipped out in a certain way. And then it sends out oh, the other stuff in a, in another, in a different way again, because it gets sent to, gets delivered to, you know, grocery stores or, or um, Walmarts and Costco's and stuff like that. And so, so now, the way that they the way they figure it is they they work and because it's also apparently a very low margin um, industry so there's not a lot of like wiggle room so you really have to like you know keep your eye on the ball in terms of what's going where and what how you're shipping and stuff like that so so what we have now is like so let's say that most of, most of us spend our time most of our days are at work and we come home and we're home for a while and then we're asleep for most of the time we're at home so we're not pooping then mm-hmm. ideally so. So the way they figure it is residential residences are going to use this amount of toilet paper and businesses are going to use this amount of toilet paper. Only right now it's flipped on its head because more people are staying home because of the quarantine and because of lockdown and other issues. And so so residential toilet paper is jumping off the shelves because people need it at home. And the commercial toilet paper is sitting there doing nothing because people aren't at work using it. Now, but the problem is, is because they're two different streams, they just can't like go, well, let's just send this stuff to homes that, you know, or to stores. And, you know, you could say that, but then you're like, well, it's not the same as what you're used to. It's not, you know, Scotty's little softies. It's George's little sandpaper that's going to come in big rolls that are, you know, how a lot of the commercial ones are like those really big rolls that wouldn't even fit onto your onto your roller, like your little holder in your back. Uh, many corner stores around here are now selling those. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they are because they have access to them because they're just selling, they're just selling you their, their supplies of toilet paper that they get yeah. as a store. Not They don't get them for sale. They just, they're just, yeah, just selling them. Um, yeah, they've just gone to commercial janitorial stores or whatever and, and, and bought toilet paper and brought it to their store. And that's fine. That's the way to get around it, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it was an interesting read. Because, you know, our natural our natural response has been, you know, oh, people are panicking and they're buying too much toilet paper. And yes, that's part of it. People are panicking and buying toilet paper. But also, there's way more of us using way more residential paper than we normally would have. And so it's just going much faster than it normally would. There's other let things, me, there's other oh, things uh, that are uh, suffering uh, that as well. Like, okay, let me, let me say what I think, though, before. Sure. Of like another reason is yeah. that we've gotten to this situation where if you go to the... Uh, if you go to the drugstore, yeah, you, it's very hard to buy the four roll toilet paper. You, you they gotta sell the big stacking toilet paper or yes. the super stacky toilet paper. Yeah. So if someone comes in and just wants to buy toilet paper, well, they're walking out 
with eight <laughs> rolls, ten rolls, yeah. twelve rolls, even though they don't need that much, yeah. that's what you got to buy. Yeah. So if they just had like the four rolls, we'd probably just be buying them, and it'd be a lot more, uh, a lot calmer. But that's just my theory. Continue with your uh, poop talk. <laughs> well, that of course that'd be you know to us that seems ideal that they would sell them in four packs, but obviously. Because it's a, a low margin industry, they need to bulk sell, so they have to put them to put them into bigger packages. Mm-hmm. And really, in the normal run of things, we don't. No one's going to complain. I mean, as a family, we're not going to complain about having, you know, more rolls of toilet paper in the house. It goes. It does. It goes pretty fast. So unless you've got a small. Okay, here's the thing. You used to have a small apartment, yeah. And so if you bought one of those, where do you put it? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just too big like you can't put it under the sink that's too much that's too much toilet paper sure. you put them in the closet what with your towels like where are you where are you putting this it's it's annoying yeah you want just like enough for what you got and then i'll go pick up more when it's time to pick up more but no it's like uh for for a giant for a crazy giant <laughs> for yeah. that family of bears that's that, just how uh, just how it is yeah. yeah i just thought that was interesting though because yeah i think yeast falls under that as well because yeast would be something that's has you know consumer uh consumer demand but also has industry demands as well so yeah so, bakeries aren't saying we got no bread yeah exactly or we have no like yeast. you can yeah. buy yeah. all the bread you want it's mm-hmm. just you can't make all the bread you want yeah uh like i just went to the grocery store before i did this and you know everything's everything's pretty much there it's all fine it's just weird seeing everyone in a mask like we're all in mortal Kombat. um <laughs> but then you get to the bakery aisle and it's just gutted yeah Except yeah. for, you know, some, you know, one bag of rye flour that's sideways sure. and has like a mouse's head sticking out of it going, hey, come on. <laughs> well, let's see, that's that's a good example of something where deme- consumer demand is overwhelming the, the norm, right? So stores order a certain amount of food in, you know, so they, they can't they can't carry more than they need of flour and other things. So they order in a certain amount of flour because they have they have a set amount like like anyone who's run a grocery store for a while they're going to know exactly how many bags of flour they're going to need per week because they know how many people buy it you know how much they sell but so they're not ordering and the expectation that people are suddenly going to be bored at home and think you know what's be great to do follow youtube videos of how to bake bread make some sourdough bread or whatever so so yeah they're you know it's this no one no one expects this and then meanwhile like the mills that are making the flour they are in the same boat right because they're they're making flour for commercial and for consumer purposes. And so they have a set amount, a set quota amount of flour that goes for consumer demand and a set amount that goes for, for uh, industry or for commercial demand. And they can't, they can't suddenly like cut off their commercial customers who, by the way, are probably their lifeblood and to, to, so people can make bread at home. So it's just, <laughs> it's just how it is. Yeah. We, uh, my, my mother-in-law's advice was uh, whenever you run into that problem, Take twenty bucks, yeah. go to a bakery, yeah. slip it to someone, and go. Just want some yeast. Yeah, like, yeah I'll get some yeast. And there's some yeast. All right, good to see you. Sure. Good to see you too. Off you go. And there's nothing illegal about it. No. So you know, try and get some meth as well. So uh, you know, just double up. There's a, that's illegal. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I think people are. Uh, it's it. Uh, people are now learning that they can make bread, and it's uh, it's neat. Like uh, friends of mine that have never made bread are now making bread, and they're uh, delighted that they can uh, they can pull this off. I'm making sourdough starter right now. Oh, you are, are you? Oh, I am. Neat, neat. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, can't you can't you sense my uh, <laughs> your smugness? I mixed I, I mixed <laughs> flour and water together, and I'm leaving it alone. If the whole idea behind it is leave it alone, yeah. and then once a day 
uh, take half of it away and just add some more flour and water to it. Yeah, I could do that. There that was a fine. There was a biologist or some someone like that, some some scientist type guy who on Twitter who was showing people how to make their own yeast as well. Yeah. So if you like, if you use dried fruit, like like if you think of like dried like dried figs and stuff like that, and they'll have like a dust on them. That dust mm-hmm. is actually yeast. So really? you, you can yeah so you can activate that by putting it in water with with a bit of flour. You can activate that yeast from the from the dried fruit. And if you want, you can just pull the dried fruit out after and then you just have the yeast in there. Huh. And then you can treat treat that as your as your yeast starter. So you kind of keep that you kind of keep that cooking and then you just draw from it, but you never use all of it at once. Right. So yeah, it was kind of an interesting. It was uh, just like a little Twitter um what do they call them? You know what I mean? Where you have like a bunch yeah, of Yeah, little Twitter uh, Twitter facts. I've got uh, yeah. I was just uh, looking looking up what you were uh, what you were saying here, and uh, yeah, here's what here's what you do if you want to actually do it. You take uh, this is the official thing. <laughs> okay. So get some dry. <laughs> Not my paraphrase. Get some dry, well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you what the biologist says. Oh, okay. So take take some dried fruit. Yeah. So that's your raisins, apricots, prunes. Yeah. Uh, into a jar and uh, add. Uh, a 30 to 40 milliliters of cold water. So there you are. We're, do you, we're using uh, metric. That's, so there a, you go. that's the smart way. Yeah. All right. Say, when good, the water say goodbye turns, to the Middle Ages, people. That's right. So you're waiting now till the water turns cloudy. Yeah. You want it to turn cloudy. Sure. When that happens, all day. Then, then you're adding all day. Uh, then you uh, <laughs> then you want to add 30 to 40 grams of flour. Yeah. Uh, you got to leave somewhere warm for 12 hours for the yeast bubbles to grow. Yeah. Uh, take some of your mixture, repeat the, the water and flour process, adding 30 to 40 of cold water and 30 to 40 grams of flour. Leave for 24 hours. Your yeast is bubbly. It's ready to use in bacon. Boom. You've made yeast. Good job, you. <laughs> yeah. Well done. No, it's a good advice, I think. And yeah. all you needed was uh, some raisins. I wonder if that would work with uh, craisins. I've got lots of those. Yeah. Any kind of dried fruit should work interesting like just take a look at them and see if there's like that powdery coating yeah. on it i th- I feel like some um i mean it must be there even if you can't see it like because if you think of raisins out of a like whatever sunripe raisins yeah they always seem very dark they don't seem to have like a dusting on them no they don't have the dusting no but if i look at but- if i look at the raisins that come in raisin bran then they have like a dusting of they have that fine dusting on them I almost assumed that was just the flakes, like I uh, yeah, I did too, but apparently not. Powder. Apparently, it's yeast. Okay. You, okay. There you go. You learn something new every pandemic. The old saying. <laughs> yeah, that would go good on a hat. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> very big, very large hat. But there you go. That's one thing I haven't seen so far. But of course, you wouldn't. Is like uh, merch. Where's the where's the pandemic merch? Because <laughs> of course you wouldn't see it because no yeah. one's walking outside with it. No, no, uh, no. You know, it's people are waiting. They're waiting for this to. Well, basically, it would have to say something like, "If you can read my pandemic shirt, you're too fucking close." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be about it. That's a good one. That's yeah, a good one. yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yes, and uh, speaking of social distance, mm-hmm. I just farted. And it's like, there you go. It's that kind of thing. Everyone's enjoying themselves. And like, ah, that I'll keep my distance for uh, multiple reasons. And also for the good of society. <laughs> and we all have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I feel like uh, driving around now that people are people are getting tired of being at home. Like I feel the traffic feels normal again. Well, this is the worry about the long weekend. 
Mm. People are people are worried that, uh, that well the uh, the people in charge and who know this kind of thing yeah. are worried that it's going to be a nice sunny weekend and we're going to go. Nah, I'll just go and visit some people. I'll just <laughs> nah, one day won't hurt. Yeah. And then this is where we make the big mistake that uh, weeks, fucks it all up. Two weeks from now. Well, I only I blame the government then if that's what happens because they're the ones who've been giving people the the thumbs up about how we're doing, which is the dumbest thing you can do when with people, you know. Like how, when, so, how so? Well, you know, it's 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 like you you know like they're right now they've been saying like we're doing a really good job, everything's looking great. Well, they're not saying it's looking great, and that's okay, what people that's what people hear, right? That's what oh, people okay, hear. Okay, but they're not but they're not saying that. If they're hearing that, that's different than what they're saying. Yeah, there's no time that Bonnie Henry and that Alex guy is going like, and things are aces. It's like <laughs> it's always immediately followed up. No, with I know, like, but no, so no. now's not the time. Yeah, to, but you that's know, the and problem. They don't say to fuck up. That's now's the problem. Not the time. Yeah, you don't say that last. You say that first, and you don't say the part that it's looking good at all. But you also don't want to break people's spirits. Got to keep a glo- right? got to keep it gloomy right now. Like if you if you go up and go like, yep, we're probably gonna have a vaccine in eighteen months. Okay, everybody, good to see y'all. Right, bye. Uh, then that's uh, that's gonna be a rough time for everybody. You know, you gotta you gotta give them a little. You know, okay, look what you're doing. We appreciate that it's a sacrifice and it's hard, and you're on the right track. It's like when you're uh, dieting or you know an exercise program. Yeah. You gotta have someone going like, you know, hey, you're doing no, you're doing good. Hey, I notice you're looking better, and hey, check, you know, your weight's good, and you're more energy, huh? That's fantastic. Uh-huh. And not like you've got at least sixty more to lose, fucker. <laughs> Do not what crap the, out it, now, you it, son of a bitch. It depends the kind of person you are. Some people react better to the to the to the tough love. Other maybe, people, maybe. other people don't. You know, it just depends on your personality. Yeah, per- I think, pe- uh, speaking personally, speaking like uh, as a uh, as a student, as a terrible yeah. student, I did very well with teachers who were very strict and had very, very, um, not unfair, but just very strict rules in the class and were very, and were, you know, were extremely, uh, you know, kept, kept our noses to the grindstone. If I had a teacher who was lax or lazy in any sort of way, or just let us kind of laissez-faire our way through class, well, then I was, I was doomed. I was doomed in that class. Mm -hmm. You know, I need, I need that kind of structure in order to, to, to succeed. So if, uh, okay. So say I'm, uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry. You're which Dr. Bonnie Henry. All right, but who? Which is our? What is her official title? Uh, Ministry of Health. Medical. She's, the, she's our medical laureate. Medical laureate. There you go. So if I'm her and I'm trying to make you, yeah. Dave Dedrick, do the right thing. Yeah. What do I have to go out and say to you that makes you like go? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the right thing now. What do I have to do? Do I have to? How to? Do, do I t- tell you a ghost story? Do I hold a flashlight? <laughs> right. Hold a flashlight underneath your, and then make make. Oh, dear. the ghost of coronavirus. Um, no, you. Uh, I. You know, I don't think that what they're saying is necessarily wrong. I just don't think that I just don't think they're underlining it or stressing enough the fact that we can't stop where we are right now and i feel like if you look at what people are looking at what your headlines the headlines give you one idea because they're not they're not giving us the whole story right so right. if you look at headlines it'll say like you know things are you know general flattening of that so people are when people read that hear that they're like oh so we're over it it's flat it's flattened out we're done this is great so i can go drive around go shopping do some stuff hang out with my friends it's perfect because it's flattened now 
Well, they yeah, they haven't listened to the third sentence. Of, uh, <laughs> well, they don't yeah. though, because people no. people are scrolling on their phone and they're seeing these little. They're seeing people are posting the articles, and the articles say in their headlines, and that's all people read. They don't they TLDR it right. They don't. Uh, they're not going to click on it and see what it says. Yeah, I went out I, again. I went out today, and it felt like we were all doing the distance thing. I yeah. thought there was there were people out, but they knew definitely mm-hmm. you know do the do the space thing. Uh, for but, the most yeah, part, think, then there's people who obviously are not into it, you know? Yeah. I'm not seeing too much blatant thing. Cause I think, I think the social pressure is out there where if there was a group congregating now, they would get, uh, the yelling. And I, <laughs> I went through a couple of, like, I, I walked, uh, quite a distance t- today just cause I wanted like a, a really, really good walk. Yeah. And I was, uh, you know, uh, so, so I did go through, through a couple of parks and it was like it was families definitely that were together, and it wasn't like uh, it was two weeks ago, yeah. where it'd be like you know a bunch of people that you know know each other playing basketball or doing something like that. Uh, so it felt like all right, we're still, mm, but yeah, you're right, people can still be dumb. Uh, this could be a dumb weekend, and I hope uh, people uh, yeah, smart enough with it. I hope they shut but, down. But like I say, it just we're driving home today. It just felt like it felt like uh, I was driving like a month a month ago. Like it was just like absolutely normal traffic. Wow. Okay, but so, that's traffic. That's I know. Not, that's fine. You know. But people are still going places. They're not just getting in their car and driving around and driving back home again. <laughs> Maybe they are. I don't know. Yeah, but they might be getting you know driving they might in a be circle. Groceries are doing something. Or yeah, sure, but they're still going out. Like yeah, they just uh, they've now shut off cars from Stanley Park, which is right, a little yeah. bit of a drag. I saw that. Uh, yeah. So well, yeah, people people weren't listening. That's the thing. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like, like I say, there's people who, there's people who take it seriously. And then there's people who, you know, if you talk to them about it, they give you like that smirk, like, mm, do you really believe all this stuff? There was another like, thing. I though, do believe a, all this stuff. I have yeah, a daughter a, who's, you know, has, has a compromised respiratory system. So I don't want her to get sick with this because that could really yeah. spell danger. So I'm on that. I'm on that too. Uh, I, uh, you have a daughter. I, yeah, no, I, I don't have a daughter. I know, you, you mean, uh, you mean I mean, uh, yeah, I got family members, yeah. who, a couple of family members. Who oh, okay. Yeah. Issues like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was just going to say, like, gotten to like a little, a little back and forth with someone online uh, who was uh, saying how you know, uh, you know, it's 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 good that they're shutting Stanley Park down, and uh, you know, for that, and uh, people uh, people shouldn't go to it, and uh, you know, I mean, people just you know enjoy the parks in your own neighborhood. We have you know, two hundred and some odd parks here in BC. And like, yeah, we do. But here's the thing, uh, the, you know, there's the park in, you know, my old neighborhood, which was a block uh, by a block with like, you know, three <laughs> trees in it. And now a swing set that's uh, roped off because you can't go on it. Yeah. Or there's Stanley Park, which is your 400 hectare rainforest. Yeah. It's like, you're right, though. We all have a park. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> well, you Fair can still point. go to the park. For now, for you, now, yeah, you just can't they just drive didn't. Into they it. just didn't want people because people were par- parking illegally, and you know, it just it was just it's just a way to cut down on congestion there. I, yeah, I, I don't absolutely. think they're wrong. I don't think they're wrong. Um, you know, I, no, they're, I not, understand. they're not this closing is... the park, and now and now they've because they've closed the it's a car is now bikes don't have to go on the seawall, so you end up with less congestion on the seawall, and bikes can bike where the cars normally are, and so you've got more room for bikers. Or bicyclists, and then you have more room for pedestrians on the seawall. Right. And so, but it, it does li- it does limit it then to just people who you know uh, are are you know can 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 bike 
or do long walks yeah. or what have you. You know, if you've got limited mobility, not not you know the disabled, forget it. Yeah. They're not they're not going in the park for months now. Yeah. Uh, but like, if someone has limited mobility, uh, then uh, no, unless you want to take a bus, and the bus really feels to uh not not super safe right now yeah so it's just a bit of a drag and again this is just me being uh a little bit selfish because like and again here's the thing i get the i get the fucking list of like it could be worse things are worse other people are worse off i i get that okay i got it yeah um but like one by one like all the things that i would do to relax yeah uh, or enjoy are like gone like mm. they're just all of them yeah. are gone yeah so, so for me right now, I do stuff at home and then I've sort of developed some agoraphobia because, uh, as long as I can be in the house, things feel normal and I can fool myself into thinking they're normal. But the second I walk out of the house, everything's wrong hmm. and I can't go do any of the things that I would normally do. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like, uh, uh, uh. And, uh, and, and you do have that energy when you're walking around and you see people and they see you and th there's a friendliness of like acknowledgement and nodding head and whatever, but you know that you're literally toxic to them. Like you're, if you get close to them, they'll be repulsed and rightfully so. But it's weird knowing that about yourself that like you're dangerous yeah. to people. Uh, you know, you could theoretically kill them. <laughs> if you're too close yeah and it's like wow this is just this weird dark undertone that we're all feeling and somewhat you know not ignoring but having to uh adjust adjust to uh, while still doing the things that we have to do but when i'm in the house i'm i can i can fool myself into thinking things are normal-ish and so it's been it's been kind of tricky sometimes <laughs> to just actually get out of the house yeah you know because i'm like oh i don't want to get into that mindset i have to go to work so i have no choice <laughs> yeah i understand yeah <laughs> yeah and there's the and there's the there's the double down on that there's some people who are like you know oh you get you you go to work oh you're lucky and then there's other people who are like oh i'm lucky i'm lucky that i get to go and take these chances by having to go out and and go to work you know it, there's there's both aspects so everyone's ugh, about everything ugh. and and yeah but how, how are things at work that's good i feel like we've got have a pretty good system going there i do feel i do feel um i do feel quite safe and what i like what i like about this right now is that i don't have to work with anyone i can just work by myself which is how i prefer to work so it's really oh, is that right? it's okay. real, real bonus for me for people who are uh you know misanthropes it's perfect are you still getting to interact with people like during breaks at all from a distance or anything well yeah we have our breaks but be like i think i mentioned last time that we've broken into two different teams of four people um so there's just four of us in a room that comfortably could comfortably seat 12 mm -hmm. and so you know we're pretty spread out in that in that instance and it was then in a way that divided we have two different tables we sit at and it was done in a way that divides the tables as well so there's you know, half the people that would normally be there at each table. So you can sit at a distance from each other quite safely. So it's good that way. And, and I feel like the way we, the customers have all kind of got, got the idea now. So we don't have to worry about them trying to interact with us. Um, so that that's good. And it's actually picked up in terms of, of busyness as well. We're actually been quite busy this week. So that's good. It's, it's just because spring is coming. And so uh, up North, the thaw is, is on. So, it, you know, building and stuff will start up there now and and so things are going to pick up for sure that way oh, okay when is the busiest time of year spring and fall 
Okay. Yeah, spring and fall. Summer not summer is sort of busy, but not super busy. People are still working it, but it's just you know people are people are spending their money on on vacations and stuff like that. But the fall is when yeah people are sort of thinking, oh maybe we should replace replace our garage yeah. door. That vacation money is uh, going to be sitting in the bank this time around. Yes, yes, yeah, that's for sure. Who knows That'd for how long? Eh? Now that you're mentioning that, yeah, people do put money aside for vacation, and they're not going to be doing that. I wonder what they're going to be putting the money. To. I wonder if more people are going to be doing renovations on their house now. Yeah, because you're in possible. the house. Yeah, it's possible. You know, might as sure. well fix it up and do do the thing come mm-hmm. spring. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I, I I got some paint. I want to I want to paint my uh, cupboards in the kitchen. So so I got some paint to do that with. Nice. Speaking of your home and uh, th- uh, those that yeah, your home, yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, uh, and those that live among you, uh, how <laughs> how the chick how the chickens doing? <laughs> the chickens doing they're doing great. Uh, yeah, they're they they've found, they've have a new place to hide their eggs though, so we're having to try and find it. This is what I wanted to know because I really do enjoy that. <laughs> like, I, here's what I don't get: is yeah. like, how are they finding places? Like. How much? Because it's just got to be in your backyard, right? They're yeah. not like yeah. getting a cab and going downtown. <laughs> they're and, they're uh, not getting a safety deposit box and, uh, <laughs> and hiding them. Like how, no. how much? How are they able to hide them from you? Well, because there's you know lots of little nooks and crannies in our yard, so there's places they can they can uh, to- tootle off to, and then we don't know where they went, and then they uh, and you know we don't watch them twenty four seven. They're just in the right. backyard. We don't. We don't pay attention to them outside of, but there's so. I mean, that is and, a very free range chicken that has enough space that it can go oh, yeah. and, like hide its egg in, in a yeah. place where you can't then find it. <laughs> well, they have the whole backyard, and like I said, we have that car tent thing, and so that was the, that was their little hideaway for a while, and then and I think they're I think they're uh, doing it down the other side of the house, like along the uh, we have kind of like a uh, narrow kind of path between the fence between our neighbors and ours and where we have like a little lean-to shed so they might be using that now as well so we have a lot of sheds in our backyard i just think you are getting amazing easter practice like with all this egg hunting right now (laughs) we did learn that they're and they're really hard to take the shell off of when you hard boil them really yeah i have to look online and see if there's a way to 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 do it actually someone wrote um all right. Okay. So this was from a listener, Brent Tannehill, and this has to do with eggs. So, so I, oh, just, very good. I just have to make it bigger so I can read it from a distance. So he says, hey, sneakers, just a few quick items. Dave, if you gather eggs that are gross, you can sandpaper them clean. Then they don't have to be refrigerated. Some people who sell eggs take... Um, so now I have to figure out a way to move this over because I, I made it so big I can't, <laughs> I can't see it. Okay. Some people uh, who sell eggs take pride in the fact that their eggs are not washed but sanded. They say that the germs go into the egg if you wash... Uh, sorry, they say that the germs go into the eggs if you wash them. But I don't know if that's true or not. Here's an old chicken joke from the vaudeville days. Mm. A man walks into a restaurant and asks what the special of the day is. The waiter says, tongue. And the man says, yuck. I could never eat anything that comes from an animal's mouth. I think I'll have an egg instead. I just listened to a very funny podcast <laughs> that I think Ian would be interested in. It's the latest episode of Stay Tuned with Preet, podcast with Dave Berbiglia. I think that it's called Humor in the Time of Coronavirus or something like that. It's a very funny episode. Dave, you'd like it too, but especially Ian. So there you go. That's okay. from Brent. Thank you, Brent. Brent. I've been enjoying I've been, I've been enjoying Mike Berbiglia's uh, Instagram, uh, the videos he's been doing with uh, comedians to raise money for uh, comedy staff that have been laid off because of uh, all, all this. But anyway, back oh, to you. That's a nice thing to do. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so so Brent, that is true actually that you if you wash an, an egg with cold water, it will it will uh, make the, the germs will go through the shell into the egg. So what you have to do you, you could sandpaper them, but the problem with sandpapering them is that you will scrape off that protective coating that keeps the that um, it has a name for it. It's called the bloom, I think. And so if you sandpaper it, you'll take that bloom off. And that is also what's protecting the egg from bacteria. So if you sandpapered it, you should be refrigerating it after. So uh -huh. what you have to do is you have to, if you're going to, if you want to wash the eggs, and I had to wash all those eggs because they were just gross and filthy. The ones that chickens were, were, because not only were they, you know, relieving themselves on them because they're chickens and they don't they don't care. But also, one of the eggs got broken. They stepped on the egg and broke it, so it all got covered with a yolk, and then all all the stuff got stuck to the eggs as well. So to do that, what you need to do is is heat up the water to be between forty one and forty four degrees. So you don't want it too warm because it's going to start to cook the egg, and if it's too cold, it'll it'll draw the bacteria in. So between forty one and forty four degrees. So I use my candy thermometer. And then I carefully wash the eggs, and you can use like um, like an SOS pad, like a but a you know like a non, not a metal one, but just one of those kind of plastic uh, cleaning uh, brace of cleaning pads. And so it's l it's less harsh than sandpaper, and then you can use that to to wash off the the muck. And then uh, so I washed off the muck, dried them in on a towel, like dried them and left them on a towel. And then when I was all done that, and then I I washed them, I dipped them in a um, water bleach. Um, mixture like one part water to to ten parts, or sorry, one part bleach to ten parts water, and then and then I dry them again, and then we put them into the fridge, and they're and they're they're fine. So so yeah, it's a it was fairly elaborate process, but they look really good when I was done compared to how they look when I started, which was like garbage. I should have taken some pictures of it, but I don't want people to say, how, say my eggs are gross because they were gross. <laughs> they were gross. They're fine. No, now they're fine. Now they look great. It's it's all yeah. it's all it's all one good. Uh, but th do, thank you, do, Ben. Have you, yeah, have you ever steamed your eggs? Uh, no. Is that a euphemism for something? Uh, yeah, it's something that really steams my eggs. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a way of uh, cooking your eggs. It isn't boiling your eggs. It's just okay. a more even uh, way of doing it. You just if you have a steamer basket, you just okay. put it you know, like you would, uh, and you steam for about eleven minutes, and then you take them out. And used to be uh, the way to do it was you put them in some cold water, like ice water. Yeah. No. The, net, the new theory for uh -huh. making it easy to peel, yeah. maybe this will help you even with your boiling, yeah. is tepid water. Now say tepid water. So go from okay. boiling to tepid okay. water. And then if you can, uh, peel them uh, under the water. Mm -hmm. uh, that especially makes it easier to do. Okay. Well, that, makes, that would make sense because then the water would kind of uh, go between the membrane and the eggs. You know, so the, the membrane of the shell and the egg. Because that's that's usually the tricky part is getting that membrane to to come away from the egg. Yep, interesting. And, and, I, and so and you can steam I them. I didn't even I've never even heard of that. So that's, oh yeah, I, absolutely. Steamer basket. Yeah. I've got a I'll steamer basket. Down. I have a yeah. couple of steamer baskets actually. And the nice thing with that too is because you know uh, just the little amount of water you've got in the bottom of that heats up real fast. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. boom, that's 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 uh, ready to go. And then yeah, it's about eleven minutes. If you want a more of a hard, harder boiled egg, about thirteen minutes. Uh, but yeah, you're good. Then uh, tepid water, boom. You're uh, Bob's your uncle. That that's really the only way I do it now is uh, steaming the eggs. Do you like egg salad sandwiches? I do very much so. I do a lot too, but it's something that I never think to make because I tend to make lunch uh, when I make it. You know what I mean? What do you What do you put in your egg salad sandwiches? Well, I'm a fan of Miracle Whip. Over okay. over mayonnaise, so I put Miracle Whip right. in with uh, green onions. 
I, I, uh, I like the cut of your jib. Let me throw in, <laughs> let me throw in one extra thing okay. that you might not like, and it's fine. But no, if you no do, anchovies, please. No, no, uh, uh, tiny, and it's tiny. You gotta yeah. just go small. Uh, okay. Uh, horseradish, a little oh, bit of really? horseradish mm. gives it a bit of an edge. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very, very nice. Huh. I mix that with the mayo and and put that in. Sure, then sure. I go. Uh, I'll, I'll go a green onion, uh, but I'll also go with ch- uh, chives. Uh, enjoy, enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. I tend to be, as you know, for my pie making, I tend to, I tend to drop, I tend to drop um, ingredients from recipes rather than add to them. So here is what something I'm. A, I've never, I'm, I'm a simple man. Let me uh, also say this. Uh, I've been um, this morning. I made scrambled eggs uh, on toast, nice. and uh, I added two things to them uh, okay. as as per uh, tips I've received recently. One was a little bit of mayonnaise into the uh, scrambled egg. Okay, like uh, while you're mixing while you're mixing it up, yeah. which basically it's just more egg. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's not like it's like mayonnaise. Yeah, mayonnaise is egg. That's fine. So I'm like, all right, try that. Okay. And then this other stuff, uh, rose harissa, which is a, a little kind of a spicy uh, paste. And, uh, oh, so good. Really, I, really good together. Well, I'd love to do uh, that, but all the stores are sold out of it. Never mind. Man, there you go. <laughs> no, sold no, out of no response. That's, nope. that's fair. That's, that, it's, to- it's so fair. It's so fair. <laughs> but and I've still got the eggs that I get from my uh, butcher now that are the double yolk eggs. So I just feel like a freaking millionaire when I'm uh, opening what, those up. Like, look at this! They're all what double yolk. Yeah. Oh, interesting. They're all double yolk eggs. They're, how do uh, they? How do they guarantee double yolk eggs from a chicken? You know what? Uh, once in a while, it's not. But like, uh, I'll buy them in flats and uh, yeah. and all. But you know, maybe one is uh, a single yolk, and I'll lose my goddamn mind. Go, what am I? What? <laughs> this is garbage. Did we, a, did we lose a war? Yeah. What is this about? Uh, the only thing that's weird is sometimes when I'm baking and I'll go like, ah, I don't know, it's a big egg with two yolks. This should count as like probably two eggs. Yeah, or it like should. One. Yeah, yeah. I don't know this. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure on this. Well, cause I'm the, I'm the opposite way with our chicken eggs. They're quite small. So I, I always add an extra one to the, to the recipe just to make sure. Sounds like if we went half and half, split our eggs up. Yeah. <laughs> Who has the just right eggs? Goldilocks, and uh, once in a while I'll make some uh, some blender hollandaise sauce. I haven't got access to tarragon vinegar, otherwise I would uh, <laughs> do your eggs dedrick. Once again, because everyone's making eggs dedrick at home right now, tarragon vinegar is sold out. Uh-huh. It's a problem. It's a problem when you put on such a popular YouTube video. It is very seldom that vinegar is sold out. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. Um, OFP is like, make sure that we've got lots of beans and rice and we're going to be okay. So we're now, we're very beaned and very rice. Okay. So okay. You know, since things go south, we've, sure. uh, we're okay for a while. You could do a lot of New Orleans cooking for the next mm-hmm. while. Or just... Uh, make some jambalaya. Jambalaya. A burrito. What's that, sir? Or just make a burrito. We can make our own tortillas. That's not hard. And then just make that up and then, ah, we're fine. Fine. Live for weeks. We'll be fine. And then, of course, like I say, go down to the duck pond and get yourself a couple of ducks. No, thanks. <laughs> okay, go down the street to the Chinese restaurant and get yourself a duck dinner instead that way. <laughs> that sounds more, more appealing. Even, even, even easier. <laughs> and they're all fine. Everything's open, so it's all right. They're all doing takeout. Would you know how to dress a, a duck if you went like, and got a duck from the duck pond and took it home and then you chopped off its head? Would mm-hmm. you know what to do next? 
Well, I know how I, I know you get down off a duck. I know that much. Um, let's see. What would I do? I would. Okay, well, so you only get say, ducks only get down if they're a disco duck. Rick Dees. Um, <laughs> why do I know him and I don't know John Prine? <laughs> that's, the, that's awful. The unfortunate, because because Rick Dees had that little TV show. Yeah. Right. It was also like uh, there used to be like billboards in Los Angeles. Like, what did Rick Dees say today? I don't know, some bullshit, doesn't matter. Fucking, who cares? <laughs> okay, here's my theory on like what to do with a duck. All right. I would guess like, yes. So I would say, uh, okay, and I'm sorry for those people out there that don't want to hear about, but it's a, it's a make-believe duck, so we're not really hurting a real duck here. Let's just say that much. So I've got the duck. Uh, I've chopped the duck's head off. I, that's, I would decapitate. First, I'd snap the duck's neck. I wouldn't chop the duck's head off, because I would snap its neck. Then, um, <laughs> okay. you know, So you're going to cook it with a head on. What's that? You're gonna cook it with the head on. No, I'm gonna cut the. I'm gonna cut it off now. But if that's oh, not how oh, I see you. You kill gonna... the duck. Would okay. Not be okay. To cut its head off. That sure. seems bad okay. scene. Yeah. So yeah. okay. So I, cut, I then cut the dog's uh, dog. Yeah, I'm having I'm having some dog with this. Is that okay? Uh, <laughs> cut the duck's head off. Uh, then I uh, hold it upside down. I assume you drain a little bit. Let some blood come out of it. I assume. Uh, then I would uh, pluck a duck. Try and pluck it. Uh, get the feathers off said duck. Yeah, uh, and and I would uh, uh, remove internal organs from said <laughs> duck. I would assume. Um, yeah, I would assume. And uh, it, yeah. is, is there more that needs to be done to this duck? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Well, we just say bring it up then. Well, because I was curious if you knew what, like, because people would say, "Oh, I would just go kill a duck," and I'm like, "Sure, you kill a duck, but then what?" Like, very few of us know how to properly dress an animal that we've killed. Well, I mean, there's, I don't think it's the same situation as you know, uh, you know, uh, out, out in the wilderness and you get an elk, and if you do it wrong, you immediately die. Like, I think uh, well, it's a foul. So it would be a similar <laughs> situation. A chicken, when a chicken is, yeah. you know, remove the head, pluck it. Uh, take out the uh, you know uh, all the bits, and uh, then there's that's a chicken, man. Yeah, there you are. I, I would assume. Mm. I guess I, I I would just think you'd have to be kind of careful because you don't want to like you know pierce the stomach and and or, or or the bowel even worse and have have a big mess everywhere because then you're like you just have to you'd have to kind of know what you're doing. I think. But Mary's done it. Mary's has dressed chickens, so yeah, I'll have to ask her. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll relay your your theories to her, and then I'll see what. See what she says next time okay. we talk. I'll, yeah, I'll there's a uh, yeah. I, I mean, Wikipedia has some uh, drawings, but that's fine. I'm yeah. I'm sure that they. I'm sure. I mean, uh, yeah. You could look it up, but I'm just thinking like if you're in like say you're like in a disaster situation where there's there's no Google, you know, right. and so all you have is this duck, and now you gotta figure it out. Good luck. Yeah, I think uh, I think you know just pluck it, take the bits out, Here's, uh, cook cook it soon. I think you'd be all right. Here's where I would be eating grass. That's that's what I would. That's where I would <laughs> well, be in this whole. Why don't you go with the dandelions first? Because at least you <laughs> could get something out of that before you go straight grass. Here's the other thing I'm kind of wondering: is like I don't know. Like I do have ducks that fly over my yard. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they don't stop, and I'm like, what could I do to get a duck to stop? <laughs> okay. Like, what would make? I mean, sure. besides dressing well, as a sexy lady. I was just going to say, dress as a sexy lady duck. That was my theory. Oh, darn it. It's too late. That's how you attract most animals. Here's a, here's a different theory. There's a different way to do it. Build a dance floor. Play disco duck. You will soon have an, an, an unlimited number of ducks booging down in your, in your backyard. 
Here's my question with you as a music expert who can answer every question on music <laughs> as you've established. <laughs> yes, we have established. How uh-huh. did Rick Dees, yeah. in his song Disco Duck, mm-hmm. um, which uh, was a very popular song, actually. Sure was. I, I have the record. Okay. What's the B-side? Oh, I, I have like a album, uh, Disco, Duck, oh, okay. Disco Duck and Other Hits. Not all by Rick Dees. It's just like, okay. it was like the feature song uh, on a, in a disco on a disco compilation. I would be very curious to see what the B-side was. I'm going to look this up. Um, but It was the same song what, backwards. Yeah, I was just thinking like the B-side should be like uh, like about a B that actually like goes into a disco and it's like, <laughs> and he joins a group called the Bee-Gees. Oh, uh, there you oh this actually isn't bad. Right. Let's... Uh, it's bad, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it came out as a 7-inch and 12-inch uh, single Okay, from 1976. Uh, my question, though, is like... Well, the 12-inch was invented for disco. So. Oh, there you go. Why did, uh, why did Disney not sue? Like, Because it's clearly an impression of uh, Donald Duck. That's the only type of duck that sounds like that duck is Donald Duck. Mm. And it seems like uh, that would be, you know, a problem. Well, I guess they, have, they don't have a patent on the uh, duck sound, I guess. But not patent, but a cop. I guess they don't have a copyright or trademark on, on the sound of a duck. So, oh, okay, here we go. So about the duck voice, let me give you some trivia here. Sure. A misconception about Disco Duck is that the voice of the duck himself was provided by Clarence Nash, the original voice of Donald Duck in many Disney cartoons. Mm. But on several occasions, the Disney company maintained that Nash never contributed to the record. Okay. The voice was performed instead by Ken Pruitt. Uh, and uh, on the live tour, the duck vocals were done by another person, Michael uh, Cheesy. But what they're saying, it's not an impression of Donald Duck. Ah. It is an impression of another cartoon duck, a Hanna-Barbera duck. What duck would that be, uh, uh, David? Would that duck be Hanna-Barbera duck? Hanna-Barbera duck. Okay, so that duck is going to be Daffy Duck. Hanna-Barbera, Daffy Duck is not a Hanna-Barbera duck at all. Oh, okay. Um, then that duck is... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's Yaki Doodle. Oh, how? Okay. Yaki Damn Doodle. <laughs> do you know Do you know yeah. who Yaki Doodle is? Yeah, I do. It's okay. the duck that just goes, are you my mama? You know, you're my mama. Oh, my mama. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that yeah. Damn, damn thing. Okay. I think, uh, I think you'd see him on, uh, like, Laugh Olympics. He'd mm. be, like, hanging out there. He'd be, like, a little cute duck. I feel like he's done stuff with um, Tom and Jerry. I think he'd like hang out with those yeah, guys. He yeah, doesn't have a yeah. diaper, but I don't think. But uh, MGM cartoons with 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 him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, there. I'm just gonna I'm gonna look up a picture of him. Uh, ew, I just I don't even like his his name. Yeah, no, it's just a cute <laughs> little fucking duck. You, yeah, you, god damn it. Sure, he's just a. Ah, oh, it makes me mad. Well, there you go. So yeah, so I guess they were two concurrent duck voices so there's no like there's no one who has the pa- the you know the trademark i want to call it a patent as if they invented a duck duck sound but yeah, yeah they appear, don't have the trademark he'd appear on the yogi bear show mm. and his uh, best friend was chopper the bulldog and uh, his uh his oh boy his his enemy it's your it's 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 our favorite character can't stop talking about him uh fibber fox fibber fox fibber fox everyone loves fibber fox I went as him for Halloween like at least three times. Fibber Fox, huh? Which is Dawes Butler impersonating Shelley Berman, <laughs> which I'm sure Shelley Berman uh, took real well. <laughs> he was so he was such an easygoing guy. Of course, he oh, was. He was a cool cat. He's a real yeah, cool he's, cat. He's fine. He's all <laughs> fine with it. 
poor Shelley Berman. Oh, there's an example of a, of a person when his real personality was revealed, uh, lost his career. Yeah, there was a lot of angry comedians back then. Yeah. But 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 you know when you when you read uh, anything by Cliff Nesteroff and you um, see what it used to be like to be like a comedian in Vegas back then, and it was so mobbed up and so tough. And so all this stuff, it doesn't surprise me that the guys who were doing stand-up then were kind of tough, mean guys, because you kind of have to be, to be in the, you could be like a loosey-goosey, uh, relaxed Joe, you know, no, this is all <laughs> well and fun, and I'm performing at what mob casino tonight? Okay, well, like, no, you're well, probably... You say that, but in the book, the comedians, the one of the comedians says... It was so much better in the days, or a couple of the comedians say it was so much better in the days of the mob because they treated you so well. Whereas now, when it's all just run by a bunch of you know lawyers and accountants, it's really cold and and kind of not very warm, warm place to be. Well, it's they treated you so well until they didn't. That's the thing. Then then oh. Cliff's got you know stories of you know the guy who says the wrong thing to the mob guy's wife and wakes up in the desert. You know. <laughs> Well, I'm, the sure there's, I'm sure those sort of things happen, but yes. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. A lot of uh, stuff like that, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm fine. I'll take the accountants. I'll take that. It's fine. I'll, ta- I'll take the way things are now. It's 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 all right. So, I, I think the people that are uh, saying it used to be better in the past are, you know, looking at through the eyes of they used to be younger as well. <laughs> and, you know, the, lots of uh, girls yeah. like them back then. And, you know, there's a hopes and dreams uh, but uh, yeah, I know I'm fine. I don't, I don't, I don't want to perform for any uh, mob uh, <laughs> casinos. No, I'm good. Thanks, thanks though. Hmm. No, I'd prefer not to, but I don't know. It must, yeah, be, ha- it must be a happy medium. It's a shame that no, there isn't. Yeah, <laughs> no, just, there isn't. There isn't a happy medium. Yeah, there's a happy medium between crime. between just, crime and then between corporate crime or or mob crime. Somewhere in there, there's a happy medium. <laughs> yep. Sure. One of the two, our, one of the two. And then our lives turn into an episode of Breaking Bad. Have you ever about, Have you ever been to to Las Vegas? I have not. I would like to. My uh, my uh, family on my my sister's family really wants us to go because they've got like a timeshare there. I believe. Oh, okay. So every year they go, and um, I I would like to go sometime. Have you? I've never gone, and I have no interest in going. I would like to go see shows. Uh, there's a lot of shows I would like to go see there, and I would like to hang out with uh, my niece and nephew. That would be fun as well. Oh yeah, I'm sure uh, that's I don't, fine. I'm not a, I would like yeah, I'm to. Not a gambler. I'd like to like go there, but I wouldn't want to stay there. I'd like to see uh, Penn and Teller. Yes, I'd like to see their show. Um, one of the guys at work, he went there. He and his girlfriend went there, and they went and saw Penn and Teller, and he said it was very good. But it's very short. He said it's not a super long show. Good. That's but, what it should be. But I, that's what I said. I said, well, how long do you want a magic show to be? <laughs> You know, it's only, only so long you can you can watch that before you start getting kind of you know you get ah oh, the card was hidden. Ever everyone see that? The, no one knew where the card was. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed their uh, masterclass. Mm. I haven't. Uh, I've, I've I've watched the the bits on um, you know uh, different trick. I haven't watched the rope stuff yet. I watched the card stuff. Watched the cup and balls. I've watched misdirection. I've watched some other stuff, and uh, a, a lot of their philosophy is also on there. And yeah, it's good. It's, it's really interesting to uh, it's really interesting to watch. Uh, and so I've also been watching a bit of their Fool Us uh, show, uh-huh. and uh, that's 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 fairly charming and nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah. a fellow I know has been on, I think, like uh, three times now and fooled them uh, each time. Oh, that's good. So yeah, 
uh, uh, Sean Farquhar. Yeah, yeah. I saw one of those. Yeah, I usually watch it if the person, if the comedian fools them, then I'm interested in watching it. I also like watching it if it's someone young. Mm. Uh, it's it's nice seeing like you know teenagers uh, you know doing it mm. and yeah you just this is just a really good energy and they're also very very encouraging yeah, uh, yeah. to the performers yeah and uh, it's uh, oh yeah they're nice, never they're nice never mean even if they know the trick they're never mean about it they're always they're always complimentary to the to the mechanics of it and stuff yeah I mean the, you know obviously the reason that they're good magicians is because they love magic so they just love it. They just love watching other people do it too. You can really see, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, I, I just like to watch them. Like usually, usually they know most of the trick. It's just one element of it that is that is, that the comedians put over, or not comedian, but the magician is put over on them, and uh, and that's how they fool them. You know, it's never like I was completely mm-hmm. fooled. How did you do? But most of the time, they're like, okay, we know what you did. We know this part of it. They don't. They never say what what the what it is, but they always say we know what you did up to this point. But when you got to that, we couldn't figure out how you did that part and that so yeah what i what i like there was a guy who um was doing a trick uh where he was making a ring vanish and then it appeared on his shoelace which was pretty which is pretty cool it was a climbed up a ladder and it was on his shoelace and it was pretty neat and then uh they had to you know tell him how how he did it and uh they said uh we think that you uh you know basically had to go through your clothing and he went, oh, you think it was just going through my clothing? It's like, yeah, we think that's what it was. Hm, okay. And he just like uh, grabs his chest and pulls his clothing off. It's all like <laughs> Velcroed on and just like, here you go, check it out. <laughs> and just hands them uh, his uh, his clothes. And then written on his back is too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> what a sassy fellow. Yeah. So they got a kick out of that. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I do like that one th- a lot. One thing with watching the uh, the videos is, of course, Teller talks, and yes. uh, my wife my wife finds that very very soothing. She loves uh, she loves his voice. He does so have a very just, soothing voice. Yes. He's... Yeah, it's great, especially after hearing uh, Penn talk. You're like, oh, yeah. And like, ah, oh, Teller, just let Teller talk. <laughs> yes, Penn can never quite escape his Carnival Barker personality. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've just done a, a couple of videos about improv and putting together an improv show, and I'll probably release the first one tonight while we're uh, the night we're recording this. Okay. So they should be up by the time um, this this okay. Uh, drops well, s- on send, send me the link when you get it up. Okay. I, I I will. I'm gonna try doing one a day for seven days, and it's wow. uh, all showing how to do a very basic improv show and what. Uh, what the elements of that are. I have to do it, of course, because I'm alone. So I have to do it with uh, dolls. So I do it with <laughs> some action figures that I've got, which is it's, it's weird, but it's a conceit that uh, needs to be done. So do you have uh, so some been, dolls as the audience to give suggestions? I do actually have two audience. Uh, yeah, I have dolls for the audience um, volunteers. <laughs> That's great. So I use, I, use those, I use those as well. I'm and looking forward been, to watching these. Yeah, it's it's interesting because there there are elements definitely to uh, improv that are similar to magic uh, in that uh, though magic of course you can practice at home uh, and get good at and then yeah. go out in public whereas improv for the most part you've got to actually perform it and and learn it on stage and just eat it on uh, on stage. Is it but, is it that they're both done by nerds? <laughs> Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> Just like every every art form, it's all done by nerds. That's true. Uh, but, that is very but true. Much, li- much like 
Yeah, much like magic, I I I kind of break down what the uh, you know the tricks are to the uh, to the scene, or like what the uh, elements are, yeah. and then it really is just like okay, now you just got to practice the hell out of it. This yeah. is just there's no there's no two ways about it. Once you, it's like learning a, like with with the pen with the pen and teller stuff. It's like oh, here's how you make a, like a ball disappear. Oh, okay, that's how you do it. Now you've just got to practice for I don't know a year and uh, make it look as smooth <laughs> as possible, and yeah. then keep doing it for the rest of your life, and it'll get a little bit better each time. And that's the same thing, kind of with improv as well. Is okay. Now it's just practice, 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 practice. Learn, learn, learn who you are, and uh, and just uh, and get it done. So we'll see. The, the The one trick, of course, is I've got to look at myself on video, as you know, and go, mm, yep, that's fine. Everything's fine. It's just fine. Get over that looking at yourself on video thing. And we're good. And uh, there you are. But uh, uh, Vicky, uh, my sister-in-law, Vicky, is editing it, and uh, she's made it look uh, nice, as nice as uh, possible for something that was uh, just shot in a basement, you know, on a camera with a little green screen, you know, and uh, a bunch of dolls. So, so yeah, I'll give you the I'll give you the link to that. Is uh, can I just ask if the series is called Mel- Welcome to Marwin Prov? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, no, it's called No And. It's called No And. And then how to do your own improv show, and then it breaks down chapter by chapter oh. what we're doing. No, this yeah. sounds really good. I'm really, I'm. Uh, you know, lower your expectations. It sounds it's fantastic. This is gonna be the greatest me, thing I've uh, ever seen. It's me in a sparks sweatshirt doing cross promotion. Oh, nice. Uh, nice talking work. to talking to dolls and talking to people. <laughs> well, and I don't have any, I don't have any dolls, but I do have uh, do we, we do have a lot of stuffies from the girls. So I'm gonna put together like a stuffy audience so I can practice some improv in front of them. <laughs> Please do. The one weird thing was when I was uh, doing it, I was actually uh, had to do a couple of takes of the first one for sure. Yeah, uh, I was getting dry mouth. Mm. I was just like, "Oh, I've got nerves. What? I'm, what am I getting nerves? There's no one here. <laughs> like I'm just, but I'm getting, I'm getting nerves of presenting to nobody. Yeah, it's just a camera. What well, am I doing? I bet you those you know? dolls were a tough audience. Yeah, I guess so. It was crack, just interesting that I'm smile. like. How do I have stage fright in my basement? This is, I don't know, I was just treating it too much like, you, uh, like it was a real thing. You are getting ag- agoraphobia. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm uh, not quite on at the shining level, but, you know, it now all makes sense. Sure. It's all kind of clear. When there's a bartender who shows up at your little bar down in your basement there, then you know you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this, but when I saw Dr. Sleep, I, I, the one thing I really wanted was, you know, to see the, the the pages there in the typewriter. But now they were just a brilliant novel. It was just like the ghost had written the novel, and it's like, oh, this is good stuff. <laughs> just takes that out, goes out, gets a best-selling book. You're like, woo! And, it's like, <laughs> and then when they ask, like, you know, did you have a ghost writer? And he just turns <laughs> to the audience and gives a wink. Maybe. Do 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 do. It's uh, going to be like number it. one forever and ever and ever. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's, uh, yes, those helpful ghosts. Nothing more helpful than ghosts, as we all know. Well, then the twist would then have to be that it's a haunted book and it's a curse. And when you read the things, then, of course, the ghosts can, like, appear in your house. And that's how you go about it. Now that lady's in your bathtub, and there you go. Of course, by the end of that movie, the lady in the bathtub was just like, ugh, her again. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma. Okay, get like, can she hurt you? She seems like a bloated older lady. It feels like should it come down to it, I can push her down. Yeah, there, it's gross. I'm, I'm not saying it's not gross, but it is not 
dangerous. Yeah, it's like, one of the one of the uh, as always the danger of showing what you're scared of is it's difficult. It's tricky. It's a tricky thing. It's hard to do. I've been yeah, wa- to- I've been watching that. Um, oh, what is it called? The Haunting of Hill House. I think it is. It's on Netflix. Okay. It's a Netflix series though, so it's not like just like a scary movie. Right. It's a scary show that's spread over. I don't know how many episodes because I haven't finished watching it yet. But and how is it? Well, it's quite good actually, and I think that the person who wrote it, who has done a couple of, he's done at least well, he's done one horror movie that I've seen. He's done a, two movies that I've seen, but one I don't think is a horror movie. It's like um, it's about a, I guess about a deaf woman or I can't remember. I think a deaf woman who gets trapped in her house and people are trying to like get her or whatever, like ambush her house. I can't quite remember. It's called Hush, but anyway. But the other one I saw was one with, called Oculus, where there's like a haunted mirror. It has Karen Gillan from Doctor Who mm-hmm. in it, and she and she plays a sister, and then the, and, and so a sister and brother go to this house, and she wants to to prove that this mirror is evil and it's haunted. And uh, it's quite a good film, because it does a really good job of like all this like time dilation, like where they're like forget, like time is disappearing because they're become un- they get under the control of this mirror and then they don't, okay. they're doing stuff they don't know they've done it and uh and then your fantasy and and reality start to merge together and it's a very good film so this so the same director he, he wrote and directed this haunting of hill house and so i think he did it i think he so far i think he's done a better job than american horror story at at sort of attenuating the horror across across several episodes like the thing with American Horror Story, I, I, to be honest, I only watched completely the first the first season. But I just I just found that after a while you got you, you kind of got used to that there were ghosts, and then when you're used to the ghosts, then they just were like other characters that were in the house, but they weren't scary anymore because they're they're just part of the furniture, you know? They can't mm-hmm. really because there's only they're not doing anything; they're just there. So then you're kind of like, well, okay, they're just ghosts. I guess you can I guess you can learn to live with them. If you want, if you want, if you don't want to leave the house, you can just learn to live with these ghosts. Whereas, but in the Haunting of Hill House, it feels way more like malevolent and and threatening, and and he he's very good at like creating tension, and and he knows how to keep ratcheting it up. But but I have to admit, by the third episode, I was getting to that point where I was kind of like, okay, I, I get it. There's scary things in the house. Scary stuff happens sometimes. But it's it's good because it it goes between them as children living in this haunted house, and then adults dealing with a fallout of having grown, having spent time in a in a horrible scary house for a, for a while you know and, mm-hmm. and so they're all kind of messed up in different ways and yeah it's pretty pretty good i, I would recommend people watch it or at least watch the first three episodes like i did <laughs> is that a good recommendation <laughs> watch it to this point i uh, i watched lock and key and okay it uh it was amazing how not scary it was at all it was weird it was weird how it's all the elements of stuff that's scary mm-hmm. and like it seemed like everything was being set up like, here comes some scary. Oh, there's a girl in the well. Yeah. Oh, there's a mysterious door. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, <laughs> you know, there's a mirror world. Oh, my God. Can you be trapped in there forever? If you Look, there's skeletons in the mirror world. They they got trapped in here forever. Oh, uh, you're trapped in here forever. Oh, boy. Oh, this turns you into a ghost. You can talk to the dead. Oh, my gosh. And absolutely none of it is in any way scary. <laughs> it's just so matter of fact. And uh, just like, well, I'm a ghost. And then he meets another ghost. Hello there, young man. Hi, are you a ghost? I certainly am. Are you a ghost too? No, I'm just doing the thing. Okay, well, I'll see you soon. I'm a ghost. By the way, the afterlife's real. We've just established that. Does that blow your fucking mind? Nope, not at all. Don't give a shit. 
Okay, fuck y'all. Bye. <laughs> Go talk to that well girl that's not scary at all for some reason. Enjoy. Bye. And then they go into that and uh, open up a kid's head and go inside and see his memories and oh that'll be scary nope but I, I do I do <laughs> think that show is is more aimed towards uh, a, a younger audience though isn't it well the so book itself to... it's, it's kind of scary like the okay. book is definitely you know Joe Hill uh, you know uh, who's a horror author and yeah. the son of uh, Stephen King uh, uh, you know it makes it scary in the comic but uh, yeah the show is just mm, it's, uh, there you go. That's you got a superpower. And then they don't care the next week or the next episode that they've got that superpower. They just, in no way, like, oh, you know, you can shrink. Oh, yeah. Okay. Would this not help you? <laughs> you? That you can, oh, what are you doing? I got to find out this information. Oh, you know how you can, like, turn into a ghost and go through walls and see anything you want? Mm, yeah. But how do I get this information? <laughs> I don't know. Find another key. Okay, fine. That does seem kind of strange, doesn't it? Kind of lacks, yeah. kind of lacks in character development. Yeah, it's a lot of good ideas, but no one, no one gives a shit like through the whole thing. I yeah. think that's it. It's like you could do this exact same script as long as you played it uh, mm-hmm. differently and acted out differently and used different music. Uh, you, yeah, you could pull it off. But uh, <laughs> well, if you did something different, it would be, it would be good. Yeah, Mary, Mary put me off it by telling me that. Uh, no matter what the circumstances were, the characters made the exact wrong choice every time. And I was like, that sounds very frustrating. I don't don't need that in my life. So I, uh, I, I opted out. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to uh, now go to our uh, lovely letters letters page. If that's is that okay by you? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, there you go. I always seem to let, surprise you. By let doing the that. people speak. Very good. So last week, uh, uh, you know, I was bragging about how people write us letters. So why not? Um, <laughs> we, we, we asked, uh, have you ever had a problem or a, dismute, a dispute with a neighbor? Also, uh, what fictional force for good in the world uh, would you want to be a member of? Because we asked the opposite question uh, previously. And, and we forgot to have a second question. We did. We're a couple of dum-dums. It's almost <laughs> it's like a, uh, we're all going through dumb. some kind of uh, global trauma or something. Yeah. Um, we had other things to talk about. Sure, that was also true. Yeah. Uh, so Todd, our friend Todd, writes us and says, I re-listened to Ian's butt pod appearance. That sounds wrong. Uh, butt pod appearance and bedtime with Brent Butt sounds intriguing. I, I mentioned that he might like uh, Brent Butt's uh, pilot, uh, Bedtime with Brent Butt. Uh, but so far, I haven't been able to find it online. I did, however, manage to find this clip of him from 1992, which is pretty amusing. Uh, almost more for the sheer 90-ness of it than uh, stand-up itself. Uh, I can see the roots of Corner Gas in here, both the style and subject matter, and he gives a link. There's lots of good links to old Brent Butt material. Here's the thing. He used to appear every so often on the Kids in the Hall TV show. Look for him in that. There's one where uh, Bruce McCullough is a guy who uh, is trying to get a fight going with a big guy, and Brent's one of uh, you know uh, friends. Okay. And he's, uh, they're kind of encouraging, and then uh, Bruce McCullough keeps getting his ass kicked over and over and over again. <laughs> Stop fighting. It's pretty great. Yeah, that's good. That was a good one. Now, uh, as to the question of the week, uh, I guess I've been uh, blessed with some pretty good neighbors throughout my life uh, because I can't really think of any notable problems or disputes I've had with them over the years. The closest thing to a downside my current neighborhood has is the seemingly everyone besides me has either uh, A, three or more small dogs, or B, one extremely, extremely large dog. This doesn't bother me 99% of the time, but when I go running, it can be a bit of an obstacle course. Mm-hmm. Shit happens. It's true. Um, Sub-question. 
it seems like the opposite of last week's question would be what fictional uh, force for good would you not want to be a part of? But yeah, I guess either way, I'd go with the Hero Association from the manga anime One Punch Man. It's basically a cut-rate version of Justice League that anyone can join if they pass a basic physical and written test. On the one hand, I'd like to join because in theory it would allow me uh, allow even a non-superpowered person like me to earn money by doing good deeds, even if it's just minor stuff, like stopping people from jaywalking, shoplifting, etc. But <laughs> on the other hand, I probably wouldn't want to join because in practice, all the low-ranking heroes always end up getting beaten up or killed by monsters. Hmm. It's true, man. That does seem... That does seem like a... That's a bad job. Yeah, it reminds me of when I was a Kelly girl. Yeah, you don't want that. A lot of monsters. <laughs> Kelly girl. And I was a Kelly girl. For a day. For a day. Well, how, um, how come you only did it for a day? Uh, uh, I wasn't very good at washing cars. And that was the assignment I had for that day. And so, really? Uh, yeah. They did not book me again. Yep. That's the, uh, that's the story of me as a Kelly girl. Uh, Stupid. Edward Dragansky writes... Our next-door neighbors uh, we had when I was a kid were a bit weird. It was like they wanted to have farm-like environment in a suburban neighborhood. First, they uh, built a huge compost out of oiled oil drums next to our fence, uh, turned every foot of their yard front and back into a huge garden, and installed a wood-burning stove inside to cook on. At Halloween... <laughs> inside their house? Yeah. How uh, odd. At Halloween, they gave out Bible tracts that illustrated oh. how we were all doomed to burn in hell, uh, which scared a bunch of the little kids. Uh, I always like those tracks because they're always like, uh, gotcha. You know, they tri <laughs> trick people into going to hell. It's a bunch of people in hell going like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Didn't see that people. coming. Just people going, ah, oh, I got hornswoggled. Ah, oh, kicking the dirt. Um, <laughs> then they built a chicken coop which I thought was cruel because they didn't have any room uh, for all this in a suburban neighborhood with a garden and little room for the chickens. Then all the There's chickens plenty died. Of room for chickens. Then all the chickens died, sad twist here, oh. from something, and mice came from the field at the end of our alley to eat the chickens, <laughs> and then the mice died too. <laughs> no. Oh my God, I'm just going to go read Watership Down to cheer up. <laughs> These are chickens Dave. plague carriers? Yeah, Dave... You'll most likely be able to tell me why this happened at this point. I d nope. Sorry, my chicken okay. knowledge extends to the lay eggs. Ugh. I don't even know how to uh, dress after them. All, ugh. After all this, they finally <laughs> moved away to a farm in Virginia. Huh? Yeah, Dave, Dave could barely dress his daughters when they were children. Um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, first, cut off their heads. No. Um, the neighbors uh, who took their place had three kids that grew into the neighborhood uh, drug dealers over time. Oh, boy. We had a nice yeah, a nice neighborhood, too. It wasn't the kind of place where this kind of thing happened. Everyone uh, knew what they were doing. Cars would pull up, and the neighbors would uh, lean way in for the drug deal, and the cars would slowly drive off without their lights on. It was obvious. Then one day, some chickens and mice showed up to buy some drugs, and they all died. <laughs> Why? Because it was crack, and you don't do it once. Not even once. Um, then right. one night... That chicken was so ter ter horrified to see its brain on drugs. <laughs> oh my, my baby! <laughs> <laughs> then, one, then one night, I hear all this noise from next door, and yeah. helicopters with searchlights. Kids and cops were running all over the place, uh, through our yard and down the streets. It was a drug bust, a huge one. After that, everything kind of got better. <laughs> I think they sent the kids off to some sort of juvenile reform school. Oh, man. Oh, boy. 
We had um, we had kids who were low level drug dealers across from us when I when when the oh, girls yeah. were younger. And yeah, that was the same 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 problem. It wasn't so much the problem that they were dealing uh, some, some weed, like but it was just the fact that it was just this constant stream of cars coming in and out of our cul-de-sac. And we lived in a cul-de-sac, so there wasn't a lot of traffic. And of course, me being a naive idiot, I didn't really clue into this for a long time. I remember one time one of these people came in and they got stuck. And so I went out to give this person a push and one of the kids, one of the drug dealing kids comes over and he's like, no, no, no. This is like, don't bother helping this guy. I'll do it. Like, he's just like, don't, don't, don't involve yourself with these creeps. That seemed to be his attitude. My attitude was, why are they in the cul-de-sac then? But anyway. Yeah, we, we had uh, the drug dealers behind our house when I was a kid. And uh, yeah, there's always something going on. And uh, skunky, skunky, skunky. Yeah, my brothers, um, my brothers dealt that stuff too. And it was very smelly. As for uh, being a force for good, you guys uh, know what a huge Star Wars fan I am. So you probably also know I joined the Rebel Alliance faster than a Tatooine farm boy could kill a womp rat in Beggar's Canyon. <laughs> What's Beggar's Canyon? Is that a place on Tatooine? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's where, uh, yeah, when, yeah, Luke brags about that. Like okay. that he used to kill womp rats and then the guy turns oh. to him and just goes, what the fuck's wrong with you? What are you killing <laughs> womp rats with lasers? You don't even know how to what dress them. What is wrong with you? Yeah. And he goes, I'm lonely. There's only one woman on this planet, and she's my aunt. Uh, one day I'm going to go to space, and I'm going to meet a pretty girl. And that's going to be great. I'm not going to be related to her at all. And then, uh, oh, come on. Didn't see that coming. Oh, you know you got to be celibate. What the fuck? Uh, shoot more womp rats. Um, if that all worked out nicely, then maybe I'd join the Jedi Order. Uh, I seem to have uh, handled this self-isolation thing very well. Why not take it one step further and become a Jedi Knight in exile? Why not? That is what Obi-Wan did, and it all worked out great for him. Yeah. He aged terribly. He turned from Ewan McGregor to Alec Guinness in real fast. In 15 years. Yeah. Uh, just, just want to point out that the Jedi Order is a force for, a force for evil. There is a, we could debate that. Uh, and, no, there's uh, no debate. We've seen, we've all seen the prequels. I actually discount the prequels, so maybe I shouldn't say that. You're right. It's a, it's a, it's a matter of debate. Yeah. Uh, I am curious uh, about how much an X-Wing costs. Is it like buying a car or do the rebels just give one to you? I you have hear, to learn how to take it from a, uh, lift it out of the water. Yeah. I do hear the lightsabers are free though. You say they're free, but like, it seems they're just passed on by like, you, you know, I don't. Well, you're supposed to make your own. Well, Luke didn't. Yeah, he did. Did he? Yep. He got his dad's from Obi-Wan. I know, but then he lost it, so he had to make his own. Oh, uh, okay. Was it the same color when he uh, made the new one? I don't know. Uh-huh. There we go. You know, you I, know, am, I am no nerd, sir. You know who would know that? Edward would know that. <laughs> yeah, Ed. Tell us. That's uh, a question for this week. <laughs> our friend. <laughs> yeah, it's just to Ed. <laughs> did Luke keep the same color lightsaber? <laughs> Uh, Louise writes. Who knows? Uh, probably it's probably different in every iteration that George Lucas releases of those dumb movies. He probably changes all the colors of the lightsabers. Oh, there's a whole there's a whole mess of stuff with the colors. Yeah. Don't even don't even don't even don't, <laughs> don't even don't even go there. Go that down that road. All right. Uh, by the way, you yeah. you put up a video of uh, abandoned uh, Disney Disneyland was it or yeah. Disney World? Yeah, it was a bunch of different places, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, seeing Disney Disney uh, like empty the the creepiest thing to me was when you got to the star wars galaxy's edge 
part of it and you saw like the millennium falcons just there yeah. and like no one's around it yeah and like there's nothing around it it's just like oh this is disturbing this is so weird to see to see this i don't I, i've never don't. been there so to me it was uh, like looking at um like the lake going towards like the what it's supposed to be like the new orleans area of disneyland and, th- and that part of it because i've been there like when when i felt like a salmon trying to go up a, st- a stream in a waterfall with yeah. the people streaming all around me and and uh just to see it with no one there it's just like you're just like wow that is yeah. that is worth jumping a fence for yeah i wonder if at the uh, at the end of all this we'll just uh, really enjoy crowds again <laughs> just like, oh look at this probably not so packed i am not oh, a, i'm not a crowd person i gotta say i am i am looking forward to at some point going to some big blockbuster movie with a big crowd of people oh yeah i love to do that it's going woo about something <laughs> or, some- or just yeah. First thing I'll do is I'll sit down there and I'll go like, what's with all the car ads? Boo! <laughs> we know how you feel about the car ads, Ian. Yeah. So what did Louise have to say? I do want to tell you what Louise had to say, but let me say this okay. first. Okay. Before I say that. Uh, hey, commercials, I know what you're doing, and I appreciate that you're trying to like, you know, adjust to the way things are. Uh-huh. Uh, go back to trying to sell me stuff and stop trying to be my dad. That's all commercials. I don't need the commercials. I don't need McDonald's to turn to me and just go like, we know you're going through a rough time. Things are they are. I feel a little scared. That doesn't sound like my dad. What does the future hold? Look, just give me a Big Mac, you fuck. Stop it. (laughs) Big Mac. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, um, Now, as you know, I do not watch commercials. So is that what they're like right now? They're like, they're like trying to help us through this? Yeah. They're just like, like Burger. Seriously, this one with Burger King, just like, we know things have really changed. Yeah. But here at Burger King, we're going to offer you this and this and this. And we're going to try our best. And, hey, if your kids come by, we're going to give them a free hamburger because we know, hey, things are rough. It's like, okay, you're right. But it's just really weird to have, like, you know, the, hey, stop on by for the <laughs> sloppy shake. And the, the, the. it's just like, Ooh, we heard the news from your doctor. And, uh, look, if there's anything we at Sloppy Shakes can do, uh, we'll give you extra pickles. And just come on down to Sloppy Shakes. We won't touch you in any way. We'll just give you your food from a distance and uh, won't make eye contact. <laughs> well, that sounds... Uh, well, I mean... This is I, the I Sloppy like, Shake guarantee. <laughs> I like that they're... I like that they're trying to react to what's happening. I mean, well, yeah, every commercial all of a could, sudden became like yeah. stupid. Like every commercial was like people going out and having a good time or like yeah. being in a crowd. And it was like, well, that's not that. That's not that. That's not that. Hey, you know, and like no one's got money now. And it's like, okay, so what do you do? So it's all been, it's all really sympathetic yeah. to, to the point where, you know, when you finally do get like commercials for a charity, you're like, thank you. This is like just sincere. It's like, this is fine. But, you know, you're just like, Hey, sleep country. It's okay. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sleep. All right. Fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Eve was. Listen, Eve was totally pay. broke. Oh. Eve was totally broke, and then she got her um, pension payout from from Safeway. Right. She lost. She got lost her job, but she got paid out for her pension. That was an option she could do, and then uh, and then she got her CERB payment. Yeah. So she's like throwing money around. She's making it rain. Just man. From zero to sixty, just like that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it does. Here, here's she has nothing to spend it on, or she can't go anywhere. But you know, that is true. This was this was actually a nice thing. And I, uh, Louise, we will get to you. I promise you. I swear, swear to goodness. Um, 
there's a couple of people who are online today talking about getting their CERB payments. Yeah. And other people talking about how easy it was to, you know, call it in or, or use the website, which was nice because I thought like, here comes a clusterfuck. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. There's no way this is going to like go well. Yeah. And, uh, and it's all very, very smooth. And it was just so nice to hear because like it just reminded me of like the time where I had to go on welfare and like it was the most humiliating time ever. And they just made you feel like shit mm. and just questioned you like every way and just like made sure you don't have a dime to your name, right? Like prove it, prove you've got nothing. And, you know, and uh, okay, we're going to go through, you know, come, come by Monday, we'll go through the phone book. Uh, yellow pages. We're going to go like alphabetically. You got to call everybody and look for a job that way. It's just like really, really <laughs> humiliating. Like that was a thing. Awful. Awful. Yeah, awful. And it's just <sighs> nice to go like listen, because I was having a, I was having a hard time then for whatever reasons. Yeah. But like, uh, it's nice to know that like when people are going through a hard time now, you know, uh, the government went like, yeah, and did the kind of right thing. Was just like, oh no, you, you don't need more trouble. Here, do this. It's it's quite simple. Oh, okay. There's your money. Oh, thank you. Well, okay. it is, right. I mean, it That's is, perfect, it's basically, but... it's basically the same as applying for, for un, your unemployment insurance. Mm-hmm. It's the same, it's a, a exact same forms and yep. everything that you do are online forms and stuff that you would do. Like when I, when I applied for my unemployment insurance, the difference though, is that they've taken away the waiting period because before, in the, like when I applied, I had to, I applied and then I had to wait a couple of weeks before I got my first check. Yeah. But because because of what's happening they they have taken away that two week lag and so you get you get money right away like as soon as it's processed anyway yeah so yeah it's good it is really good i mean it's still still tricky to fill out like you've had some issues like you know because you have to like tell them like when you started each of the last jobs you've had and because he was younger she's not she's not at an age where she's working for like like long periods of time at jobs so you know she was three years at safeway she was six months at cobb's bakery she was uh, how many months at the clothing store she was working at before she got laid off from there because they closed down for because of the vi- the coronavirus. Um, so yeah, so she's having to like uh, go back through her stuff and find this information and stuff. So it's still kind of like it's not a, a breeze, but it's it is it's it's not it's not humiliating. You're right, but I think it's it's not humiliating because it's not welfare. It's it's unemployment insurance that you're applying for. So well, this isn't. Yeah, I know it's like unemployment insurance. But like in this case, it's like just it's yeah, it's 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 unemployment insurance plus basically. It's like oh yeah, you no, know, but, but you but, couldn't but get it if you weren't working though. You couldn't get CIB. yeah, but it's like uh, there's people I know who are stand up comedians, right? Yeah, yeah, and if they tried to apply for uh, an employment insurance, they wouldn't get it. They uh-huh. just would not get it at all. Yeah, yeah. So for for them, they you know they watched immediately like months worth of work just go bye yeah and it's like all your income is gone which yeah. is very similar to what i went through with uh with my wife both of us just went like well bye months of income are gone yeah they're just done bye see ya and so you know they immediately panic as they do going like well i'm screwed yeah and it's just nice for them to you know have the government go okay no wait a minute all right we got you we got you for a couple months here we got you for a couple months we'll figure stuff out yeah, yeah and no, like and we're gonna get you and we're gonna get you fast we're gonna get the money to you fast because you need it now so here you go and it's just wow thank you for treating people like people like it just feels just treating people with dignity and respect and it just feels yeah this is this is part of canada that i like good for good for that <laughs> working and when something works you know you got to go like hmm, all right uh be happy about that i'm curious how um, we're gonna have to pay it how we're going to pay it back yeah they're gonna raise taxes or what's gonna happen after all this is- i don't know i honestly i honestly don't know there's so many different factors that are 
floating around on this, but you know, whatever it is, we will, uh, we will figure it out. And I look at, again, my American friends who are going through this and like, you know, they're going to maybe be getting a one-time payment of $1,800 or something. And it's just like, Jesus Lord. And yeah, you know, it's going to be, uh, jumping through hoops for them. And I just want to, if I could give them a hug, I could, but I, but I can't because it's virus. <laughs> so I'm giving you all a virtual hug and I'm sorry you're going through all this. Um, Let's talk, let's talk to our friend Louise, uh, who writes us and says, There used to be a rental house next door to us which had a revolving door of colorful tenants, <laughs> like the pagans who threw loud parties with underage drinkers and hung animal bones all around their backyard fence. Oh, and very pagan. Latino, yeah, and the Latino folk dancers who danced with hobnailed boots <laughs> in a makeshift dance studio they installed in the garage. Huh. One of the better... Pardon me for I got hiccups. Hobnail one of the better, boots. Uh, yeah, I got hiccups. Thanks, Trudeau. Um, one of the better tenants was the tattooed biker, who we later found out uh, had turned the house into a grow off. Of course they had. Of course they had. Uh, <laughs> now we know why least, he was quiet. That's right. At least he was quiet. Uh, after the police raided the house and removed all the pot plants, my mom diplomatically told him, "I'm sorry for your situation," <laughs> and said, "I narked you out." Don't say that. Yep. Uh, the force for good I'd uh, belong to is the sailor soldiers because I'd be into fighting evil by moonlight and winning love by daylight. <laughs> uh, I'd be the other one named Sailor Moon because Louise's last name is Moon. Very nice, Louise. By the way, here's the time that you, if you're a bad guy and you got the sailor scouts, oh, so, so soldiers, I thought they were scouts, sailor soldiers, yeah. uh, you. here's when you get them is when they're doing the transforming and doing like a bunch of ballet moves. That's the time uh, to like, get them. Now they're very vulnerable and this is going to last for at least 30 seconds. So either run away now uh, while they're doing that business, or uh, this is where you aim for their knees and uh, take them out. And uh, there you go. That's my advice for beating the sailor soldiers. Nice. Very, very nice. Uh, so are they, aren't they all women? Yes. Hmm. Wow. And, you go with the anime version uh two of them are in a relationship with each other nice which they had to work their way uh around when it was uh, brought to north america oh is they're that just, right they're just friendly yeah they're just friendly and uh, cut that scene cut that scene cut that scene cut that scene yep that, that's so sad you know why because it makes us like china yeah but this was uh, a long time ago when uh, we were all like china <laughs> we were all we're like <laughs> you can't show that in movies no no once again, it was so weird to me when I was a kid seeing the difference between the North American and, uh, you know, uh, just the traditional, like the original uh, versions of something like uh, a Cap Captain Harlock. Yeah. Or I mentioned this before where, like, I was watching the same episode of Captain Harlock and like Captain Harlock, you know, in the English version. Oh, there's an explosion. Uh, and, oh, no, everyone's being tossed around in the ship. OK, now in the French version, because uh, we got to watch it on French CBC, they would use the yes. original version. Uh, oh, there's an explosion. They're tossed around, and her top is ripped off. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? It would be. It was like watching a Scooby-Doo, and then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Daphne's nude. You know, just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, but you don't get to see those scenes in, uh, in America. But in England, we, sh we show the real version. Mm. Yeah. So is, is that the end of our letters? Yes, it is, sir. Okay, well, you, you, I just want to ask you, you have to answer, you did answer, you did have a dispute with your neighbor, you had a, a, a candy wrapper throwing contest with your neighbor, but yes. what fictional 
organization for good would you want to be a member of? Uh, I would like to be a member of Control. Ah, get smart. Yes. Very nice. What's your What's the most appealing part of being a member of Control to you? First of all, I like the building that they're in. Okay. Very very secure. It's very fun. Yeah. They have a lot of good gadgets. A lot of gates. A lot of, a lot lot of, of gates and doors. Yeah, and they got like a lot that. of gizmos, yeah. fun gizmos. Sure. Um, things aren't you know too violent. There's some gunplay, mm -hmm. but you get to travel around the world. Yeah. And you do do all the James Bond stuff, but it's just uh, more casual and fun. And they seem very forgiving of errors. <laughs> it's like Team Rocket again. Yeah, that's what everyone liked about Team Rocket. Was that why I was getting so many votes? Was their their rather lax expectations? They don't. They didn't seem to have much in the way of uh, demands. Like you know, there's no uh, no no job outcome that you were expected to 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 have fall. Yeah, and you have a robot sidekick named Jaime. That's pretty good. Okay, okay, he's a nice guy. And yep. uh, you know, if you're a single gentleman, I'm not. I'm married. Very happy to be married. But if I was single, someone like 99. Oh my God. Uh, oh yeah, Barbara Feldman. Find someone sexier than her on TV oh, yeah. back then. That's right. You know, uh, whoa, holy moly! Um, yeah, Mary Tyler Moore. Good to, oh, pretty good, pretty good. I'll give you that. But uh, ninety-nine, you know, would just be more fun. Ninety-nine, <laughs> you know, ninety-nine's wow. trained. Yeah, ninety-nine's trained in a lot of arts. Um, uh, you know, and I'm sure some of them are the arts of seduction. So I think they'd be a, have a good time. That's probably you true. wouldn't have the oh, Rob, like they're you know, Mary Tyler Moore is great up to a point. Okay, cool. And did you say who what your organization uh, was? I would like to be a member of Trixie Belden's friend group from the Trixie uh, so, Belden books. So what are we talking about there? Where what who, what is that? Trixie Belden is a is a series of of YA novels or maybe for a little younger than that but um it was uh a mystery books kind of in the in the Nancy Drew kind of idea but in in her case she was a she was a middle class child living in a rural area in, in upstate New York in the Hudson River Valley area the kind of the Rip Van Winkle Ichabod Crane uh part of of uh New York state and hence the Dutch last name and then mm -hmm. um she uh she solves mysteries, but she has like a, because she's like, it's kind of like wish fulfillment because she's like a middle class, you know, she's poor, you know, her dad's a banker. How poor could she be? But, she, but she's poor. And then she has this girl move into the neighborhood who has a very wealthy father and they, they move into a house that has stables and has a lake. And so she can, so you can have this vicarious thrill of, you know, riding horses but having a groom to look after them for you. And then you have a lake where you, with a boathouse where you can go out on the lake and have fun. And so, yeah, it was, just, it was a very, uh, I, I really appreciate the, the kind of rural uh, idol of, of, the, of the whole thing. And then, and then they, they introduce another girl, uh, Diana. Honey, Honey Wheeler is, is her friend who is wealthy. And then there's another girl, Diana something, who, who is also from a, a well-off family. So, so you can jump between the two places. And then, and then they met a boy, a young boy in the first story who, um, name, I can't remember his name now, but he, he is uh, a runaway and he's, you know, and so then he gets adopted by Honey's family. And so she, she becomes his brother. And, and it's, just, it's a very, it's very, uh, it's, 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 just, it's a good, it's a very good story. And it's, it's full of, and there's not like a lot of fighting and stuff. There's a little bit of fighting in it, but mostly it's, it's all very, uh, they're, they get along with each other and, and it's, it's quite good. And, and there's, there's stories where you like where Trixie does stuff where you're just like, what is she doing? She's going to get killed. But yeah, so it's just, uh, yeah, it's good. So yes, I'd nice. like to be part of that, uh, that world. 
Well, let me let me throw this out as a question for like next week. Okay. Uh, what was a young adult uh, book series? Let's go series uh, that hooked you as a as a young person that you really that you really uh, dug. It may have been uh, you can go a little younger than that if you want. Well, like a book series that you like, like oh man, this really it was one that you just wanted to devour every uh, every every book in that series. Okay. Is there something like that? Uh, what did you first? My first one was. Uh, Probably, and I don't know if this even counts as a series, but Encyclopedia Brown. Okay. Right? Every one of the Encyclopedia Brown books loved it. Then Great Brain was a big one. I for was going to say, the, say Great Brain, but for yeah, me, it was, Danny, for me, it was Danny Dunn series. Okay. Yeah, I used to read all those. For me, it was Hardy Boys. I read, I read the Hardy Boys, and I would, I would read a book in a night. So I just get it. Cool. I just sit in bed and, and read it for two and a half hours, and I'd be done. <laughs> that, that's Next what one, I would please. Do too. Next yeah, one. I would read. I would read, and then in the morning. I would have a headache and feel sick. <laughs> they didn't sleep enough. <laughs> no, I wouldn't stay. Like I would, I couldn't. I wasn't allowed to stay up late, so I'd have, I'd have to do it after dinner. And I would just like to sit down, lay in my bed, and just read, 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 read. But yes, there were times where I read so much that I, I did feel like kind of cotton-headed, and you'd just, you'd be like, ugh, that was maybe too much reading. Maybe I should get outside <laughs> and get some fresh air. All right. So second, well, have you got something for a second? I question? don't. I was trying to th- trying to rack my brain, but I'm I'm no I'm not good at this. I need to watch your okay, improv now, series. Let me ask, let me ask this then. Uh, going with the idea of the John Prine thing, what is something that everyone seems to know about that you don't know about, and maybe you got called out on once? Something like that. That's like so everyone knows pop culture, like Dave with the Last Christmas. That's like something that you just aren't hip to at all. But everyone else seems to know so much about that's really common, and you're like, ugh, I don't want to get. Oh, I shouldn't mention that I don't know a, a thing about that. So something very pop culture that you know nothing at all about. <laughs> yeah, Last Christmas would be a good example of that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I mean, I. I know who Wham were. I just didn't. I just didn't know. And this song. isn't necessarily like you know what the latest song is on the yeah, chart. Yeah. Yeah. But something that's been like around for a while mm. that honestly you probably should know about, but you have, and this could be like a movie. This could be a movie that like, you know, oh boy, I should have seen that movie and you didn't see that movie and everyone's <laughs> seen that movie. And for me, that movie is Godfather 2. I have not seen Godfather 2. I wow. I know everything about it because I've seen all the parodies, but I have not seen Godfather 2. I saw Godfather 1, mm. which is not called Godfather 1, but I saw Godfather on a, on a plane once. Okay. And that's the only way I've seen Godfather, mm. which makes people who love film just throw up their hands and go, "You!" <laughs> well, I was doing it inside. I wasn't doing it. I wasn't. Yeah. That was my inner so, voice throwing his hands up in the air. So there we go. Those those are our two questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, it's probably movies for me that uh, you know. There's movies that I've not seen that people that are like touch like you know touchstones for people, and I'm just like, nope, didn't see them. And many movies that were like shot uh, by Touchstone. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yes, produced by Touchstone. Touchstone We're Disney, pictures. but we can show one boob. <laughs> can Hollywood Pictures then throw show two boobs? I think so. Okay. Yeah, and then there was that uh, movie Dumb and Dumber, and that had two boobs in it for sure. Those two guys, <laughs> a couple of boobs. I, I've, anyway, corre- I've corrected it now, but I, I never saw Her- Ferris Bueller's Day Off until last year. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's that was. Does that hold up? Were you rooting for the principal by the time that you watched? It? <laughs> well, you know Jeffrey Jones, I think his name is. He's yeah, not had a happy. The actor, yes. The actor is not yes, but the character of the principal. Uh yeah, I kind of think that uh, Ferris Bueller is. I can see how he's appealing if you're of a certain age. He's a righteous dude. He probably explains why my parents didn't like Bugs Bunny. Mm? You know. 
Whereas I thought Bugs Bunny was great. And they're probably like, ugh, could you imagine actually knowing someone who would act like that? <laughs> I, uh, what a nightmare. I watched, yeah, I watched a bit of The Breakfast Club the other day and just the ending. And I wanted to like say at the end of it, just like, oh, I get it. So Judd Nelson, you see him walking alone through that field and puts the fist up. Oh, he was all the characters, huh? So they were all like just manifestations in his mind. This was all the different aspects of them. Mm. Where they mention where they have that letter at the end, they say, like, oh yeah, everyone's got a bit of this in them and that, then they're they're all a nerd and a jock and a this and that. Oh, I see, because they're actually all Judd Nelson. They were just Judd Nelson the whole time, it was just one guy. If you look back, it was kind of a fight club thing. They were all like the thing. <laughs> and uh, you just keep pushing that argument until someone goes, No, they weren't at all. That makes no sense. No, it was just him. But don't they say goodbye to each other? Yeah, yeah, but in his mind. <laughs> Because yeah, right. he's made peace with all the different <laughs> sure. aspects of his yeah, uh, yeah. personality. That's yeah. fine. Uh, that's and then fine. once again, and then I'll go like, hey, do you want to hear my theory on how Winston is a ghost in uh, Ghostbusters? And they go like, we got to go. It's like, all right, <laughs> fine. <laughs> so, so I guess the only thing that would make Breakfast Club even better is if he shot himself at the end. Oh, yeah, probably does. Probably walks into traffic and just gets hit by a bus. <laughs> I'm just thinking about uh, what um, the character does in Fight Club. Well, at the end he, of the movie, that's how he, that's how he, he, I uh, reun, reu, uh, what do you say? Oh, reunifies. Reunifies himself, yeah. Ah, okay. He, and he then kills, some buildings. he kills the character of. Interesting. Okay, we can get more into this. Hey, by the way, yeah. if you guys want to discuss this further, let me tell you how to do that. Uh, go to sneakydragon.com and you'll find this episode, many other episodes. Underneath is a message board. That's where you can answer the questions of the week or. You can also uh, just talk about whatever you want. Stuff like this nonsense. This is this is <laughs> fine too. We'll uh, we'll we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can email us if you're so inclined, and our email address is sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. If you're the kind of person who likes to tweet, well then God bless you. Here's what we're doing. We're at uh, at sneaky underscore dragon on Twitter, and we're also hell. We're on Tumblr. Everyone left because the porn left. We stayed. Sneakydragon.tumblr.com. <laughs> Come to look for the porn. We're, it's not there, but we are. Actually, to tell the truth, the porn's made its way back a little bit. you got to really look for it. But uh, while you're looking for it, come and say hi to us. I've never seen any on uh, there. You've never seen any porn on Tumblr? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I always doubt that that's a fact. A fact you, okay. you, you, do you doubt that it was there in the past? Well, I mean... No, because porn is omnipresent. It was but... all over Tumblr. I don't think it was all over it. It's not... It was all over Tumblr. Yes, I imagine it, it was. It had a. I mean, it's all. You could say it's all over the internet as well. I guess, but yeah, but it was really all over Tumblr. <laughs> well, it's really all over the internet. No, but it was really. <laughs> it wasn't. I was on Tumblr for a long time, and I never saw any porn. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, uh, it's really all over Tumblr. Okay. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much for, uh, for 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 listening to our little show. Uh, uh, I, I just want to say one thing before we go. Oh, actually. please do, because I'm running out of spit. Go ahead. <laughs> That's fine. You you replenish your vital juices. Okay. And I'll just yeah. say and I'll just say that everyone remember our listener questions. Our listener question show is coming up, episode 450. This is episode 436, so we are 14 shows away. So please, if you'd like, you can uh, send in questions to us. Ian has told you how we, via our email address, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. is probably the best, best way to send us questions. Think up all the questions you want. Think as many as you can, because we're going to have a prize draw. We're going to give away a t-shirt, a mug, some stickers, some buttons, 
And you can have all that uh, by by winning our prize draw. And the way to win it is to have your name drawn. And the more questions you ask, the more entries you have in that prize draw. So that is, that's lots of fun. And in fact, this year, when you send in your questions, please send us your address and we'll mail you a bumper sticker for, for sending us questions, even if you don't win the grand prize. And also, if you want, uh, you can send us audio um, questions. So we'll play your question on air and answer your question. And, or, yeah, I guess that's probably the simplest way to do it. I was going to say video questions, but that we don't do video, so it'd just be an audio question anyway. So there you go, audio questions or written questions. That sounds fun. So please participate. Your participation makes it great. Ian, and we hope... We hope that by that point, we'll actually be able to see each other in person again. We will see what the future holds. Yes, we will see. That will happen no matter what happens. We will see what the future holds. But yes, let's, uh, I guess we can say goodbye. All right. We, we shall. All right. Everybody out there, uh, stay healthy. Uh, yes. Don't be dumb this weekend. Don't don't screw it up this weekend. <laughs> yes. And don't screw it up in the future. Yeah. Uh, I know we're all in this together and we're going to get through it. And, uh, and, uh, we're, uh, we're thinking about you and thank you for listening to us while, uh, while you're doing what you're doing. Yes. Everyone happy Easter, happy Passover. And, uh, we're going to have a real practical Easter egg hunt this weekend. So <laughs> we'll see you next week. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.